Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 30 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The return of Sos. Oh my god, who was that? I'm back. It's JP. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to let you out of the closet. Yes, cue the Eminem oh, music. No, I'm back you, again. We let JP out of the closet. <laughs> Good behavior. I'm free. <laughs> I, I like to think of JP as being under the stairs, like Harry Potter. Like <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for my up. leather from Hogwarts to come out. <laughs> Get that evil aunt and uncle just not letting you it's out. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> oh my gosh. How did we do? <laughs> so, um, the first thing that we want to we touch upon real quick is... Uh, in 2020, we're going to format things a little differently because... You know, throughout the um, the playcast in the first you know year, we were going a little fast. You know, doing a weekly podcast, and some games I know JP, for example, wanted to spend a little more time with. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to do is instead of doing the game of the week, we're going to do the the Switch Mania playcast game <laughs> that we're playing. And then what we'll do is we'll play it until a two of three host quorum are done with it. Doesn't mean that we beat it. It means we're through with it. So if somebody picks something crazy, um, we'll be like, yep, nope, nope, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a good idea, because if we had been doing that with State of Mind, I think I just finished that two weeks ago. And we (laughs) talked about that a couple months ago. Oh yeah, see, and that's the but thing. I it. That's the thing, and it gives us time to to let things marinate a little. Um, yeah. Also, if there's a week where we're still playing the game, the game of the the playcast, I, we got to come up with a cool name. I'll, I'll leave that up to Barry. Barry has some. <laughs> Barry has. You. I'm off the hook. No pressure, right? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Come up with a cool name. No time, Barry. Uh, <laughs> um, but basically, it gives us some time, and then the other person can just start playing backlog stuff too. When they're, if mm-hmm. if one of the three is done, they can play the another game or something. It gives us some time to to let things flow a little bit. The off weeks, though, um, for example, if we're still playing the game. Um, We'll talk about a game that we're familiar with. Um, what was the idea you had, Barry? I really liked it. Oh, um, kind of like a, a convince uh, your friend kind of idea, where if two of the three of us play a game that we're really interested in, and the third is not, um, just like they have no interest in it, they just don't have time, it's just not a genre they're used to playing, then the two that do play it will spend the episode trying to not only talking about it but trying to convince the third why they should pick this game up and play it um, with the third asking questions uh, because if you think about it a lot of our listeners may not play every game and and they may actually listen to our episodes and it could convince them hey you know what maybe i want to play this game so it could be the same kind of deal except we have an inside voice uh asking the questions and figuring out if yes in fact they will pick up the game or not mm-hmm. that's a good idea yeah, I think that sounds like a, a fun idea, too. And I know um, one of the examples that Barry mentioned was he's not super into horror games, so like a game like Outlast that we did an episode on wouldn't be his cup of tea, so that would be like a candidate for that. And, exactly. 
And then, like, even if we have a game and two of us really want to play it, the third person can play something else, like, and sell us on that one, too. I mean, yeah. who knows? It could be so two of right, us. everybody. <laughs> Unicorn Princess is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I th- Run away. I, I seriously thought JP was going to say Let's Sing in every variant. Oh, Let's Sing would be great. <laughs> or Panty Party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Panty party is actually quite fun. Okay, <laughs> we gotta defend it. <laughs> yes, not a, not a bad game. The the one le that I don't have from East Asia Soft, <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're sold out now. So now you've missed out on getting a pair of panties. Oh darn! I'm I'm. So I know. That, that's all right. <laughs> that's really stop collecting right now. I, I'm done. I'm just gonna offload everything. <laughs> So I think that sounds cool, though. Um, also, uh, since there's three of us now, um, I'm going to what? What did uh, Barry call it? Take the lead and mm-hmm. pitch things over to each person. <laughs> Take nice pauses, um, <laughs> but also tell, talk about it yourself too. Of course, <laughs> can't you can't forget you having an opinion too. I, I do have an opinion um, <laughs> sometimes. <It's true. laughs> You know, they say a-holes have opinions. Um, <laughs> that's not what they say at all. <laughs> um, so let's do the, our typical housekeeping. Housekeeping. Um, as always, Switch Collectors for Sale, HagensAlley.com. Um, redid the website as well, so everything's available on the front page. And today, created a Switch Mania Playcast page, where I actually listed all the games out physically, digital onlys that we've played and linked them to the episodes so if somebody's listening wants to go and check out a specific game it's now listed with the box art with easy to click on box art and then at the bottom i have every um title card as well um i know i I showed barry and jp and they um said it looked okay i don't know yeah i liked it a lot i (laughs) I liked it a lot earlier And actually, I personally like the fact that you can see all the games that we've played because, I mean, it's funny, you know, you, you say the the episode number and you know it's a high number already, right? We're in the 30s. But when you actually <laughs> see the games on the screen, that's a good number of games we've played. And a lot of them, you know, when we used to do the polls, a lot of people hadn't played them before. And yeah. I think that's great that they can see them now and say, oh, yeah, I, I remember that game. Let me check it out. And um, one thing that I did do was our best of 2019, um, I put Barry's favorite one being Dragon Quest XI, because we went pretty in-depth on it, and I put my mm-hmm. game of the year, Time Spinner, which I went pretty mm-hmm. pretty in-depth on it. So anytime we go in-depth on a game, I'm going to add it, so it has to be one. Like today, on this episode, we're going to go in-depth on three games, mm-hmm. um, and those will count. Um, if anybody feels like something needs to count, cool. If we want to do a standalone episode on any game, we can. Because, you know, it's it's a podcast. Um, it's all fun. Uh, but I, I like the idea of, like, pulling out. So, like, for example, Rocket League's on our, on our list because we talked about it during our pilot episode <laughs> with JP. I love Rocket League so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Still playing it. Yeah, and, and Breath of the Wild I went into. But mm-hmm. I would not be against doing Rocket League or Breath of the Wild, even though that mm-hmm. would be a, a, a year-long slog. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that being said, I think it's, um, it's a cool idea. Um, and like you were saying, JP, being able to visualize, it, it oh, makes yeah. it awesome. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was scrolling through. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of games and a lot of good games, too, that, you know, some I would have overlooked and some that I, I agree with completely. It's like, oh, yeah, I love that game. And I'm so glad we got a chance to play it and talk about it. Yeah, and some of them, like, we forget, too, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, I was looking through that list, and, and I'm just really thankful that I missed the Troll and I episode. <laughs> really glad I did not have to play through that. It wasn't the worst game, right, JP? <laughs> which one? Troll and Troll I was I. not the worst oh, game yeah. we played. <laughs> you know what? If we had more time, I would have kept going with it. It really wasn't that bad. It was buggy, but it's not a bad game. Mm-mm. It wasn't as bad as... Like uh, some of the ones like back in 1995 that was just very oh, bad. Don't even get me started. I, w- I was so hoping that was going to be a good game too. Me too. Like yeah. I was, when it got released, I was like, oh yes. I remember seeing the trailer a long time ago. I remember the feeling of like the, the Resident Evil ones on the PlayStation. And then we played it and I'm like, I should not have to feel like it's a chore to get through a very short game. <laughs> it was, too. And it was. And then it's like, oh, my God, I'm not even done yet. There's more. Much <laughs> I hate that when you you just want a game to end and it's yes. like, here's more content. And it's like, normally I'd be happy, but no, uh-huh. why are you punishing me? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> it's so funny, though. Um, so, yeah, um, it is great, though, to have uh, JP back. Uh, he was doing mm-hmm. giveaway giveaway times lots i haven't stopped lots of giveaways (laughs) um that being said though i didn't mention this at all in our our chat stream that we do but we do need to do a um a giveaway with evo retro they were kind enough to send me a switch controller oh nice and so we should do a giveaway um i'll i'll let you guys marinate on it throughout the episode and we'll announce it at the end off the cuff (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'll we'll do something like a poll or something and we'll pick somebody that participates mm-hmm. once again no pressure <laughs> yeah no pressure something that sounds cool and i'll I mean, i'll come up with it too i got time too <laughs> no time barry no time, <laughs> no time. <laughs> um so as always though uh, be sure if you haven't to uh, leave us a rating on apple podcasts um we're available on like 20 different platforms by the way but apple podcast is the one where the ratings quote unquote matter i don't i don't really think they do but we have 166 now which is insane that's awesome and we do have um a new um a new new feedback and they just asked if we could have the book talk at the end because i think there was a few episodes where we went a little in depth at the beginning so <laughs> if we're gonna do any kind of switch collector updates it'll be at the end for sure that's never nice. an issue because of course they said it in their um the, the rude way but that's okay we, we take all all commentary <laughs> we want to make this a cool podcast so absolutely um, absolutely um so, let's go over what's gone on for the holidays real quick, and then we'll jump into the episode. So, the holidays just happened, um, and I just moved across the country from Texas over to Georgia. And I'm in my... Thank you. And I'm in my new game office, is what my daughter calls it. Um, <laughs> I did find my Switch games, finally. Um, the movers had one job. Anything that said game on it, game room, was supposed to go in the game room. And this stuff was buried in my garage in a mile of totes. Jeez. <laughs> they didn't go in the back of their truck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. I well, labeled it as, like, Bible books or something. Well, the thing is, is that they pack us as well. 
Uh-huh. Um, so, but the interesting thing was, is the breath of fresh air is when the ladies that packed us knew nothing about video games. I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank God. But that being said, was it Bayonetta and, nonstop climax? Eh. Well, yeah. here's the best part, and you guys are gonna kick out of this. So they packaged up things like we have these plastic cups, right? Like in the in the kitchen, and they put like two, three sheets of paper around each plastic cup, like ridiculous. And then I get a box of Sega CD games with no with no paper, in it. and the cases are cracked. Oh man! <laughs> All my Switch LEs, no paper. <laughs> so mad. See, this is what I was telling you before. Like, I am super paranoid about that. Yeah. And I would have to pack everything myself. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> and I, my wife talked me out of that, which was smart because I would have went nuts um, trying to do my whole house. But all of my irreplaceables went into totes and came with me in the vehicle, which I had about three totes of irreplaceables. Most of the stuff that I consider irreplaceable now, though, are the things that I created. So, like my mother three big box release I did, or a lot of the, you know, the different book releases, or game releases, or cases. Like, the things that I've done now, that comes with me. Um, I would say Switch mm-hmm. LEs, like, they're, they're cool. Um, none of them got damaged, by the way. They just didn't have any paper around them. It's it weird. Um, but everything is intact. So, all is well with the world. Um, so... For Christmas, I was traveling. Uh, wife and I and the daughter went to Great Wolf Lodge. Um, got nice. my got my daughter the Pokemon Limited Edition Switch and Just Dance 2020. And then she got Pokemon Shield for Christmas. From my, nice. Yeah. So and how is she enjoying it? She hasn't opened it yet. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so... Be- She's loving it. <laughs> She's loving it. Clearly. <laughs> no, um, she actually didn't open it because partially because of me. Um, so the Pokemon Switch, we were moving, so we didn't have internet. And she, we have her other Switch that we're going to, I'm either going to list it in the community because she has the teal one. Um, and so we're going to transfer everything, but we need internet for that. So now that we're here, she has, actually asked me if I would do that, like, right now. And I'm like, we're, we're about to do a podcast, honey. Um, but we're going to do the transfer, and then she's going to start playing Pokemon. And I told her, I was like, I'm not going to get Pokemon Sword unless you get into Shield. If she starts playing it, because um, she's playing God Eater 3, like, like 20, 30 hours now. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. She's good at it, too. It's crazy. Um, I remember when we played it, you mentioned how she got into it. Wow. She's still playing it. <laughs> yeah, it actually beat out Minecraft last month. Wow. Um, yes. And my Switch was taken over with Minecraft until she got the Switch Lite. And <laughs> so, very interesting. Um, my wife has made it pretty clear that she does not want the teal Switch. So, <laughs> I'm going to... You know, obviously keep the the main switch and probably mm-hmm. offload the teal one because um, I don't need two switch lights in the house. Um, not a variant collector like some some of you guys. So, <laughs> so um, us? No. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so hiding my three gigantic army games. <laughs> I have two of the three. <laughs> so I was supposed to do like a whole vacation traveling after Christmas, after we went to Great Wolf Lodge. But while we were there, the driver calls and goes, um, how's Christmas going? And then he's like, oh, we're going to deliver your household goods um, five days early. <laughs> oh, my God. That would freak okay. me out if I wasn't or, there. 
<laughs> or it's going to go into storage. And so, like, doing a door-to-door means that they, I see them pack it, I see them unpack it, right? And offload Mm -hmm. it. Whereas, if it goes into storage, some random guys offload it and throw it all in there. And because we were doing door-to-door, they didn't disassemble a lot of the shelving and everything. They just put it on the truck. So, Mm -hmm. that would all have been disassembled without me there. Uh, It would have been a nightmare. Um, So, we had to cut out, the main thing that we had to cut out was, is we were able to go one day in New Orleans, which I posted a picture of um on instagram and then we had cut that down from two days and we were supposed to go uh visit joe out in uh fort walton beach florida he also opened up rad bar down there and he runs emerald coast con we're supposed to go visit him and his wife and hang out for like a a day or two and had to Mm -hmm. cut that out of the whole trip which was very disappointing but Mm -hmm. um got to the house early um and i'm still unpacking it's it's a it's a madhouse. It's not even close. <laughs> the important thing is that at least you got there safely, and your games are also safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, the one surprise was is like we thought that the house was going to be a little smaller, but all the rooms are much bigger. So everything that we had like looks small. Like we have a seventy five inch TV in the living room, and it looks tiny on the wall. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a huge TV because <laughs> it would like filled up the wall in the last house, and we put it here, and it's like, man, it looks tiny. It's so. So what crazy. you're saying is you you stepped up in life. You, you know, yeah. got a better place. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a great area, and um, I'm out in Georgia, out in Evans, Georgia. It's, it's really cool. Um, so definitely step up for sure. Um, also, I have internet. Um, so yes. so we shouldn't have as many issues. But right now we did a test and we're only getting like a tenth of what we're paying for. Um, so they're going to send out a technician tomorrow because um, we should be getting like 500 like gigabytes or megabytes or whatever, however that goes. And we're getting like mm-hmm. 50 right now. But it's better than the five or point five <laughs> that we were getting in Texas. So <laughs> you're moving on up, moving on yeah. up. Um, but yeah, so. In the end, though, um, should be cool. So uh, let's go ahead. Uh, what do you? What did you have going on during Xmas, Barry? Um, during Xmas, I uh, didn't like get presents, so to speak, because um, pretty much on Black Friday, my wife let me do a shopping spree. Yeah. Um, which I was very very happy about. So I already kind of had my Christmas gift. Um, so I was able to buy a bunch of games over at Digital Press, our good friends over there. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we, we literally just stayed home, honestly, just played some video games um, and relaxed. So it was nice because we didn't really have to go anywhere. Um, and we just – we actually uh, – for my father, we got him uh, – he wanted a 3D TV because his broke. And 3D TVs now are stupid expensive. Uh, took me by surprise. Right. They are insane expensive because they don't make them anymore. <laughs> so, Weird. like, a 3D TV is like $1,500 or plus. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. Jeez. Mm. So instead, we bought him a PS4 with a VR um, because you could watch 3D movies. And I spent most of Christmas trying to teach him how to work it because <laughs> he's 77, <laughs> you know. So here, how's it work? This, put this on, you know, everything like that. But he got it to work, and surprisingly, he's been able to do it virtually without me, and he loves it. So that's awesome. And I, nice. I hope Nintendo does something along those lines with with uh, you know sometime in the future outside of Labo VR because Labo VR you can't like lay down and mm-hmm. watch movies with it at all. 
But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I did. It was very quiet. You know, nothing super huge coming on Christmas Day to open up. Like last year, my wife surprised me with Snatcher on the Sega CD, Ooh, um, which nice. I was not expecting at all. And I was like, whoa. So this time she's like, you know what? I didn't do anything like that. Go on a shopping spree. Have fun. Um, <laughs> See, that's cool. And I didn't mention it, but my wife did get me an iWatch or an Apple Watch. So I'm trying to avoid using my cell phone more. <laughs> you're switching from one screen to another well this is it's pretty limiting which is good so like literally all i'll see is like a facebook message or and then i can like talk back to it real quick and then that's it so it's fast right that's kind of what i want to do and then i leave my cell phone away and kind of remove the tether but then still have it for emergencies and so that's good yeah, I did get that. So, so what have you been up to uh, during Xmas, JP? Yeah, so my family pretty much celebrates Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had eight fun nights of uh, just seeing family and then you know giving gifts to the kids. Which Josh is now old enough to understand what gifts are, so it's fun to watch him open up the presents. Oh, we yeah. were supposed. Yeah, Amaya is still a little too young, but I think she just likes the novelty of of holding a box of something new. Um, I hope you at least give we, them some guilt. Like, you know, oh, yes. Guilt. We actually, we taught them dreidel this year. Oh, that's nice. nice. And according to Joshi, every time he spins, he wins. So <laughs> I was broke pretty quick. <laughs> but, it, but it is fun because he puts the coins in and then every time he's like, oh, all for me. And then I spin and he's like, oh, all for me. And I'm like, I don't think that's how it works, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's already uh, schooling you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's smart. He picks up quick. Um, and then for New Year's, we uh, we went to visit Chandler's mom and sister and then just slept over there. So it was the first year that the kids stayed up, you know, actually till like 1.30 in the morning. So that was super fun and crazy. Uh, but otherwise, it was low key. So it was, it was good. Nice. Yeah. yeah um, stayed up later than I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious because we actually, um, we were already at this house, right, at the new house in Georgia for New Year's, but we went to visit my brother because the initial idea was to spend New Year's Eve with my brother, who's about three hours away from here, and then drive here for the first day. But instead, <laughs> we drove an extra three hours to go visit, so that way my daughter can see her cousins because she has um, one cousin that's one year older and one cousin that's one year younger than her over there. Mm-hmm. So she got to have fun. But it was so hilarious because my wife was like, you're all just sitting around playing Nintendo Switch and video games. Yeah. And so we, didn't even see the, we didn't even see the ball drop. <laughs> like, <we were> all, <laughs> I was playing my game. My brother was playing something. And my nephew, uh, Andrew, who's like 20-something, he was uh, playing. <laughs> and it was like hilarious. <clears throat> Well, you know, if you if you that's what you want to do, then you should do it. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you happy, enjoy it. Yeah. It Look, the Switch funny. is bringing families together, even if you're all playing separate games on your own consoles. <laughs> Absolutely. But it does bring apart the um the craziness of I really need to find some online games, which we need to do for the Playcast too. Figure out some yeah. online experiences where we can all play together. Um, you know that that's funny because uh, some listeners of the cast have actually sent me messages like, "What are you playing, Barry? You know, like what what online game mm-hmm. are you playing? Like, I'd love to play with you." And I'm like, "I'm not really playing any online games yeah, on the Switch. We're not. And I feel so bad. <laughs> I play one. That's it. Yeah, and I play it solo. 
<laughs> Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's we need to figure out something like some kind of playcast game that we can all play together. And because I mean, there was a ton of people that played our Mario, Super Mario Maker two levels and stuff, mm-hmm. and like everybody digs it. I have an idea. I don't know if you've ever, if any of you have ever played this, but I say if we're all bad at it, we should just play on a team. We should play Fortnite once. I was. I've never played it. I was. I was gonna say. Are you gonna about to say Fortnite? Shortly. <laughs> like I think I played like four matches when it when it first came out in the Switch that E3 day. Well, uh-huh. Actually, um, London, my daughter, she wants to play Fortnite too. That might be perfect. <laughs> She's gonna school all of us. <laughs> I don't know, probably, but if we all play on the same team, <laughs> that's true. Yes. So I did find out something. Um, I did. I don't know if, if uh, you were, it was back in the JP era or not, but I was mentioning that my daughter, like when she would play Minecraft and I would play another mm-hmm. digital game, it would kind of kick her off. Yes, you mentioned mm-hmm. that during. I figured out a solution because when I was moving, my buddy has a Switch and his daughter has one too. He said that I have to upgrade my Nintendo account to a family one for $35 a year. Then mm-hmm. it won't do that. So... Hmm. That is how you fix that issue. I have not done it yet, <laughs> but the family counts so worth it anyway. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to absolutely do that so that way we can play online. Um, obviously, my daughter's still trying to convince me to buy a second copy of God Eater Three so we can play online together. Um, there is a negative to the family <laughs> account, though. What's the negative? And that is if you buy any physical games like uh, Mario Maker Two with the um, the twelve month subscription or tetris 99 those cards do not work if you have a family account you can't actually use that bonus time okay well i mean i'm going to do the family one but then if i end up getting any of those cards sounds like we got to do a giveaway yeah Mm -hmm. but the nice thing about the family is you could have up to 10 people like 10 accounts oh damn yeah i I think it's two of us Uh, it's either six or ten it's 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 way more than you need Nintendo wants us to buy Nintendo ten Nintendo Switches. Okay, <laughs> thanks yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> I can only have two. <laughs> so yeah, um, so we definitely need to figure that out. If any listeners have an idea of a game for us to all play, um, I'd say Fortnite might be a start, and if we all dig it, um, that would be perfect. I know mm-hmm. I have it downloaded, and but I need an excuse to get the physical. So there you go. There's two of them now. I know. Like, what are the differences? <laughs> Got to figure this out. <laughs> so, so should we go into the um the topic of the episode yes uh, yeah okay oh it's eight so i was wrong it's it was in between it's eight accounts for the family that's one to correct okay um so let's go into the topic of the episode we're going to focus on the backlog and the games that we played during the holidays um so basically each of us have a major game that we played uh, and then I have a bunch of little ones that I played too while I was waiting. Um, I'm probably only going to go into detail on the major game though, because I think Barry wants to save one of them for a full episode, which I'll mention. Um, mm-hmm. so the first thing that I played was, um, I went in, I set a bunch of games aside when I was moving. I'm like, I'm going to play these from the backlog. Uh, first game I popped in was A Hat in Time, since we did that on an episode, <laughs> Um, it's still the same, Barry. <laughs> still the same. Still the same. Um, uh-uh. yeah, I, I went through and completely beat the, um, the horror section where you're in the forest 
and you mm-hmm. like sell your soul or whatever. Yeah, and, that was fun. Yeah, I went through that whole thing, and I'm like, yeah, it's still not that fun though. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> know what it is. It's just, it's, I should love that game. You know, yeah. it's funny you mentioned that game because one of one of our listeners that listens to to this uh, playcast as well as the Nintendo Fuse podcast, we did a uh, like our top three worst games of the year, and he loves Hat in Time, and he oh. oversold that game to me. So the whole time he's like, "Oh my god!" Like he totally <laughs> expected me to put on my worst, and I didn't. And it's really funny because now every time I hear that game or think about that game, I always think about that instant. Like, no, it's not the worst of 2019, <laughs> but it's also not the best. Uh, JP, do you play Hat in Time at all? I mean, I looked at the cover. <laughs> on the show. That's, that's our JP. <laughs> I haven't changed. Yeah. <laughs> so classic. Yeah. So we did. We did a whole episode on it. Um, didn't quite connect with us, and it hasn't changed. I really wanted to just knock it out and beat it, and mm-hmm. I still I can't do it. I don't know. I don't know what it is yet. I mean, who knows? Um, then I moved over to Super Mario Maker Two. Uh, with the Nintendo Direct, you know, there's a Legend of Zelda power-up now, and um, I was playing through a lot of the Zelda mm-hmm. levels. So I noticed with the fan-created levels, there's a focus on the archery, so you can, like, shoot the bow and arrow. And so, like, they'll use, like, one of those rubber circle balls that you can, like, jump off of or use as bouncing, and you can shoot the arrows through it. So they'll, like, use that as a barrier. You shoot through to, like, activate a switch or something to continue on, and you're usually getting chased by something or, like, there's a bunch of stuff. And then there are a ton of, like, musical levels now. Um, I don't know if, like, there always has been, like, the auto-runner musical levels, but there are a lot, a lot of them, and they're they're pretty damn amazing. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those, but... You literally, like, either run the whole time or don't touch anything, and it plays, like, music in the game. Oh. That's awesome. I gotta go back to this. Yeah, it was, like, it was super cool. It was was definitely, you know, I played it for a few hours, and it's always fun going back to Mario Maker 2. Um... It's it stayed in it stayed in my rotation since we've done the episode really early on, and you know them just throwing uh, Legend of Zelda in there was just excuse enough. Um, mm. One thing that I was a little disappointed, I wish that they would have added like some Zelda like bosses or enemies or something because like when you go versus like bowser or boom boom or somebody it'll like bring a goma like one of the evil guys like a a little like shadow like that's who you're fighting Mm -hmm. but then it's just bowser battle again like (laughs) so um there's a lot of people that think that this is nintendo dipping their toes into seeing if we would want a zelda maker i thought that's what link's awakening was really as well same thing (laughs) Yeah. yeah and that's kind of a miss though with Link's Awakening, because it was kind of like very bare bones. I would really yeah, love to be able to just create my own Zelda. It would be amazing. Would you play another game? <laughs> <laughs> Probably Think about not. about Infinite Zelda Dungeons. <laughs> Probably not. Um, then I, I picked up um, another game that I've been meaning to get back to, which was uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Um, mm-hmm. And... First time I played it, like when it first came out, I just didn't get it. I just got my butt handed to me over and over again and didn't understand it. Um, Didn't realize that you can turn off the beat mode. (laughs) So once I turned off the beat mode, which just requires you... 
so so basically, uh, JP, um, the Cadence Spiral, you have to move the character to the beat of the music to get combos. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And so... And you- you turned it off. I turned that feature off, so you're still moving on the grid, um, and all the enemies still move on the grid, but you don't mm-hmm. have to rely on moving to the beat, which, to me, I think that added a stressor level to it to where I was like constantly messing up because I didn't want to like stop going to the beat or something. But the progression in there is enough. Um, it's uh, basically the continual progression. You constantly get like power-ups and things, so it, it makes it pretty satisfying to play. Um, the bosses weren't too challenging mm-hmm. though. Like you could kind of brute force them to death. Um, <laughs> kind of how Zelda is though. Um, I never really swapped from Link cause you unlock two other characters. You unlock Zelda and then you unlock the character from, um, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. There is another character to unlock too. And then there's the DLC character. The No, there's another <laughs> character you can unlock as well. Uh, do you have to like, there's a fourth character? It's in the game. Yeah. In the game. Uh. The Deku Scrub you can unlock and play as a Deku Scrub. That just sounds like craziness. <laughs> um, but I never swapped from Link. I always played it. The, the last boss where you swap between all three characters, like that was pretty fun, though, um, when you're fighting Ganon. Um, and then there's new DLC that allows you to play as the antagonist of the game. Um, but it's like literally playing through the whole game again from a different perspective. Yeah. So not sure if I'm willing to dedicate again. But it was fun. Um, super cool. Um, and then the other little game that I played, uh, was a game called Heavy Burger. I don't know if you Oh, you played that? (laughs) Yeah. I saw that. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, this is right up my alley, pun intended. Um, (laughs) basically is a combination of Heavy Barrel, Burger Time, um, (laughs) uh, there's also characters in there from um bad dudes to the mm-hmm. point where when you beat each like section of the level it has ronald reagan in there <laughs> like, <laughs> like talking about your burgers um but it's played like smash tv and mm-hmm. it's like a game show you you play like up to like multi you can play multiplayer it's it's pvp but it can be like two versus two four versus four it's like huge um and you go through and you have to get the the money and then you go to the you have to get to the right or your enemy or the other side goes to the left and when you mm-hmm. go to the right like the first level is like smash tv then you go to the right and it goes into an arcade in the arcade so you can go into like bad dudes or you can go into burger time or some other more obscure games there's some obscure games from you know that that creator mm-hmm. And then once you get to the right all the way to the end, you go into the bank and you you win that round. Um, there's a whole single player story mode, which is basically just like missions. Like you have to go versus like all burger times or, you know, all bad dudes or like different sections. And it showed unlockables in there. So I'm like, oh, crap. So I can unlock, you know, burger time or something. So I went through and beat all the easy ones, and it only unlocks a picture view of the arcades. Uh-huh. Not, uh-huh. not the old arcade. And they're old arcade games. Like, they could have included it on there, like little, little cheesy 
arcade versions. So it's the unlockable or not, the unlockables are not the the games, <laughs> but it's just art. So it's cool to have something, but um, yeah, it's still it's that's a game that I don't see getting a physical release. So I definitely wanted to download it because mm-hmm. later on when we're doing a digital only section, I want to make sure to include that because it looks like from the eShop like it's just an arcade release. Mm-hmm. So either of you play heavy burger did you even know about it i don't think barry knew about it no i knew i didn't know about it <laughs> you said you knew about it, jp yeah i heard about that i hadn't played it yeah i hadn't played it though um so uh before i go into my big one my big game um what have you been playing jp yeah so i finally had a chance to finish some games uh <laughs> first i mentioned earlier was state of mind finally beat that game i somehow had like 35 hours into that game, which Whoa. I didn't even think it was that long. So I don't know if I fell asleep and my system just kept playing. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, when I think back, it does feel like I played for a long time because I did a lot of exploring in the game. So I didn't just, you know, go from one point to the next. I tried to interact with all the different objects, go into all the different rooms, talk to everybody. Um, but I finally beat it. I was so happy that I completed that game. Uh, I heard... There was multiple endings, so I don't even. I got the happy ending, I guess. I don't know. Oh, but I'm probably not gonna go back and see what the other type of endings were. <laughs> um, but I would recommend that game. I, I liked it a lot. I liked it when we played it, and mm-hmm. you know, it had a good story. And I'm glad I I finished that. Uh, the next game was Link's Awakening. I I beat that game. Ooh. I'm so happy to. Um, uh, no secret, but it's an ama- fantastic HD remaster. I mean, I, I loved it. Um, and I'm yeah. so glad we got that on the Switch. And then one Barry, game that's Barry and yeah. I did play um, Link's Awakening on the on the Playcast. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing yeah. episode. It was so fun. Oh yeah, like I highly recommend anyone who has a Switch get that game. It's just it's just fantastic, oh, and it makes you feel good, right? I mean, it has it has like the nice the nice graphics, good music, and it's just a fun game overall. Uh, yeah. And then one game that I played that's not that long, maybe five to six hours at most was my friend Pedro. Ooh, my friend Pedro. That I, I'll go on and say, like, I love Rocket League, but I think my friend Pedro was my 2019 game of the year. Ooh. It was it was just so addicting, balls to the wall crazy, and so much fun. I mean, it, it, it has such high replayability because it's not that long, but you have a score at the end of each level of how well you did. And, I mean, the, the combo moves that you do is just... It's it's awesome. I mean, I just get that game anywhere you can. Just get it. It's so good. Um, and then my big game that I'll talk about later is Pokemon Sword, which I'm at the end of it. And after this episode, I think I'm gonna go and beat it tonight. Finally, so nice. that's my big game that I've been playing for a lot, a lot nice. of time. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Barry? What what have you been been up to during the break? I didn't have as many smaller games as you guys um, have. Um, pretty much, I uh, I did start that Cadence of Hyrule DLC, um, but when I realized, oh, it's the full game again, I yeah. wasn't in that mindset to play through the entire game again. Like it was just, it wasn't what I was looking for. So I played, messed around a little bit with it, but I was like, eh, I'm not ready to do this. <laughs> um, so my my uh right now i'm still in the middle of legend of heroes uh trials of cold steel which i've heard nothing but good things about i'm a big jrpg nut mm-hmm. and uh finally playing through it on ps4 um 
I'm in chapter five of seven, so I'm almost there. Uh, but then, of course, there's two more games to go through. Um, but before I even started that, <laughs> was my big game for the Switch, which uh, we'll talk about and in a little bit. Go, go ahead and go into it, Barry, <clears throat> since you only had a couple games. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'm just going to go right in. You can mine. be first. I can be first. <laughs> winner, um, winner. Chicken dinner. Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, my, my big game that I played in the Switch was Layton's Mystery Journey, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition, which is oh a port God. of a 3DS <laughs> game, um, which we, we see Wii U ports, and this is one of those few 3DS ports. Um, but yeah, I, I love the Professor Layton series. I've not played through them all, um, but there's just something about that puzzle element, and I, I love visual novels, and Professor Layton also has that visual novel aspect. So I'm like, ah, you know, I didn't play the 3DS version. Let me give this a try on the Switch. This actually came out the same day as New Super's Lucky Tale and Hat in Time. So I was like, oh, it's three games oh I want to play all the same day. So, <laughs> um, you know, I no, uh, no wonder why I didn't pick it up because I already like picked up the other two. <laughs> yeah, so it was the same day. But it's it is honestly a lot more fun than I expected. Um, obviously, there's no touch puzzles. It's you know you move the cursor around, but they and they did have to change uh, some of the puzzles. So some of the the main puzzles you have to go through um, from the 3DS or the the iPhone version, the iOS version uh, is not the same in this. So brand new puzzles for this. Plus, it has uh, a puzzle you can download every day for a year, like the other Layton oh, wow. games do. So there's a ton cool. of puzzles in this. Yeah, you got new puzzles every day. Um, but and the story is good. It's it's, it's uh, I'm trying to remember now if it was it's. 12 i think it's 12 cases or yeah the 12 cases are 13 cases long and it's uh each case is is very very different um you go from solving why one of the hands of big ben is missing <laughs> to uh, who stole a giant golden statue that's on top of you know on a yacht that you're in the middle of the ocean um to all these crazy things that you know to to a mansion where there's different puzzles in each room and you got to you know, figure out your way through. And mm. and if you've never played one of these games, you're pretty much presented with a static background where you're you're currently located and you have to click around and there's hint tokens and fashion tokens you could find as well as um, just puzzles. They're hidden puzzles. So you can go through the game and do only probably about 40 puzzles throughout the whole game. Just playing through, I'm going to click this, I'm going to talk to this, going through the beats. But if you search through, there's like over 100 puzzles that are just like completely optional um, you get you get rated on it, so you get more bonus points for doing them, and it really challenges your mind. And some of the puzzles are they're like so stupid simple that when you find out the solution, you want to smack yourself. Like, how did I not see that? Like, you totally overthought it. And then there are some that you really have to overthink. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. If you've never played a latent game before, I think it's this is a great place to start because you don't need to know the story. Um, it's it's kind of like a self-contained. Uh, story they they mentioned Professor Layton, but he's not actually in it. Um, and if you have played the others, and you're just like, oh well, I like Professor Layton's. I don't know if I'll like his daughter's journey. Um, his daughter's <laughs> a great character, and the supporting cast is very good. And it's there's a lot of voice acting in it. Um, really well done. Uh, anime intro and everything. There's an- a couple anime scenes as well as the the graphics. Yeah, it's, it's just a good game, and I do recommend it. I mean, it sounds pretty cool. Um. I don't know. Has, it, has he sold us on it yet, JP? Or not quite yet? Oh yeah, I I had played the very first one on the DS, <laughs> and I like I like puzzle games. I'm very bad at them, so like I'll I'll be the first to admit that I got to the point where I just had to use a guide just because I couldn't 
figure out any of the puzzles toward the later half of the game. But I enjoyed them. I mean, like you said, it had like even the DS one. I remember having anime cutscenes, even yeah. short ones, and it was it's a fun game. I mean, it, it really. I, I really like I really like that genre. I don't think we get enough puzzle games like that. Um, so I'm glad to see that the Professor Layton series is finally officially on the Switch, and hopefully we get either new ones or even just the older ones because there's such a big catalog of them already. Yeah, the six previous ones, not counting the Ace Attorney, mm-hmm. but I do hope we get a brand new Switch, ex- you know, Switch exclusive yeah. version because again, this is still a 3DS iOS port with some new exclusive puzzles in it. Mm-hmm. This really should be a game that I I like. Um, I I like JP. I played one of them on the the DS mm-hmm. a while ago, um, and I didn't dislike it. So it should be something that I should like. I just I probably just need to to get a copy and play it, and I probably won't be able to put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the thing is though, Barry, is this something that my my seven year old daughter would be able to get into? Yes, I think so because again, it's. It's no 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 fa- there's no like action response like it's not like oh you didn't act in time you failed um, you can click and, on your own leisure it will pretty much kind of tell you where you're supposed to go next and if it you know if it still says you're supposed to be in the screen you're on that means you you missed something but it's really easy really easy to find where to go nice. <clears throat> the puzzles themselves um, like I said some of them are required. Like, they'll be like, oh, you want this information? Well, see if you could solve this puzzle first. Um, and you have to solve it. But again, each puzzle has four hints. And you get these hint tokens. And you could choose to use those hint tokens um, at any time you want. Um, you do get graded. Um, so, you know, if you fail a puzzle and you have to retry it, you get less points for it because you failed it the first time. But you can use those hints to help you. As, as JP mentioned about looking up most of the solutions are online. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the Switch exclusive ones are actually not online. Um, so, like, there was, like, one puzzle I just could not figure out. Even with the hints, couldn't find it online. I had to take guesses. And it was, like, I had one, one four chance to get it right, and it took me the fourth time to get it right. Like, it was <laughs> just, I was like, wow, I totally bombed this one. Uh, it, it, was, it was, like, one of those I just didn't want to try and figure out. It was just really difficult. But... That was one of those few and far between. There, the rest of them, um, they're they're very fun. They're very, and you know what the cool thing is? Some of them, your daughter can probably take and bring to school in a sense, like oh, almost like a riddle. You know, like you hear a riddle. Oh, I'm going to tell that to my friend. Kind of like mm-hmm. that puzzle. It's like, oh, this is a riddle type puzzle. I could totally tell my friends in school at lunchtime or something, and uh, you know, see if they can figure it out. So there's that kind of aspect too to them. They're really good puzzles. So, so this uh, being a, a new house for me with some actual internet, my idea was that once I get the room set up, that I'm going to start streaming some Switch games with my daughter, um, and I think that might be a perfect game. To, to oh, absolutely! Play. Yeah, so then we'll be like looking around the screen, and she'll show me where to go. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool to to use as a stream game. Especially because if someone's not totally interested in playing it, but they're interested in the story or interested in just seeing what it's like, they can get a good feel for themselves and actually maybe even help you on the puzzles. Like, oh, I figured it out, or oh, try this. Or, Absolutely. You know. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, so that might be a, another another good idea to do, too, for from Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's actually a pretty good transition when you talk about guides. Um, I'll go into my game that I played a, a ton of during the break, um, and that was Hollow Knight. My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) 
So having played Time Spinner and loving that game, I was like, I need to play another Metroidvania. I think now's the time to finally go back into Hollow Knight because I kept on getting my butt beat. Um, and like, I forgot how amazing the artwork in Hollow Knight is. Just like the dark dreariness of the Hollow Nest. And it's really interesting because the first time I played it, I don't know if I was just... We were doing the playcast, and I was wanting to play the next thing, or or what? But now that I actually focused on only that game, I got a real, mm-hmm. I got a real deep appreciation of the differences between each area. Um, this is a game where you can't play, at least to me, I can't be playing anything else while I'm playing this game. Like I need mm-hmm. to learn the levels. This is completely Metroidvania style. I have to get engrossed in it so I can learn where all the secrets are. Um, I, there, there's a heavy, heavy focus of, on combat in this game. So basically like time spinner or Metroid, like you can get away with just like going through and exploring and, and killing the enemies from afar. Well, with Hollow Knight, like you're right up on the enemies because anything that's a projectile pretty much has to be recharged. So you have to get in and get in dirty and get on the on the end bosses and and like there are so many bosses in this game um i saw like tons i came across some early and why did i know it was early because there's no way in the hell i could have beat them <laughs> like they were kicking my butt as i was playing <laughs> through it um and then i just literally cut my losses uh went around and looked around for other things um the map though like, I don't know, um, did either of you two play this game at all? No. Yes. yes. I, I have. So, um, <clears throat> so Barry's played it, but, like, to me, like, this map was way bigger than, like, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, even with both castles, or, like, a, a Super Metroid. Like, this map was gigantic, and, like... Like, literally, what I had unlocked, I was like, oh, this is a pretty big map. And then I, w- I wasn't even close. Like, by the time I got through this game, like, oh, my God, it's huge. And the level design is done so expertly that, like, the first time you go through, like, it's like a damn maze, like, going through and sludging through and trying not to die. And, um, and then it unlocks a shortcut. And then you can easily train. It's like so much easier to to, uh, traverse once you unlock the shortcut that it opens up a whole new travel pattern where it's not a slog to backtrack. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that I was not looking forward to. It's like, man, I'm going to have to backtrack to something. But there's so many different ways. There's like a tram. There's a, um, this guy that you can ride on, like this big bug that you can ride on that had, that's at all of these like little like taxi areas and then the shortcuts and you can like trans, you know, like transport everywhere in the game. Um, the, the continual progression as I was going through, um, was really satisfying because you constantly, not only do you unlock new abilities, but you also get these charms and as you get more charms, you can get more charm notches so you can start mix and matching. So you can get one where your nail, which is your sword, your nail has a longer reach. Uh, you have one that automatically collects all of the, the money and it, it like absorbs into you 
there's one that I always had to have on because no matter how well I knew the map, I always got my ass lost. Um, <laughs> but um, there's one that shows you where you are on the map. One thing I really do like is that you have to find this guy, Cornifer or whatever, and he's, like, making the map, like, drawing it. And as you go through, and you can make your own map of the game, sort of. So, like, the map's, like, not fully done when you get it from him. And then as you go through the level and then go to a save point, it draws the rest of the map, which is a really cool way to go about, like, level exploration. And you also get these little tokens that you can place on the map. So whenever I would get to a section and I'd be like, oh, I don't have the ability to get through here, I would mark that on the map. I would open up the map, put a mark there, and then when I got that ability, I would just look for the marks and be like, oh, yep, that's where I needed to go. Um, and I, I did go at this whole thing without a guide, which is why I like mentioning the guide for, for Leighton. Um, I did not use a guide at all for this whole game. And what really blew my mind is that there are literally two to three sections that I just randomly stumbled upon. Like, that I just like went through a section, I was just exploring around, and then the, the ground gave way, and I'm in a whole new area of the map. I'm like, what the heck is going? Like, how was I supposed to find that? But I did. You know what I mean? Like, like it's mm-hmm. so weird. I've never had that experience with a game before where it's such like an obscure way to open up the levels, yet I found them on my own. Like I it's not like I went online and, and went, Oh, how do I find the the um the big hive nest or the you know, the different areas or the the far reaches of the area, like there's a, the king the the kingdom, like all the way on the edge, and I found all that on my own, just like looking around. It, it blows my mind that I I got through the entire game like that. It's crazy. Um, there's a lot of trial and error though, um, especially not knowing if with the bosses um, and like like say I can't beat a boss. And then um, not knowing if that's required <laughs> to get a power-up or not was kind of the um, the frustrating part without using a guide is that, like, I would get to this boss, he kicked my butt um, multiple times, and I'm like, well, I can't get through this guy. And so then I would go move on, and I didn't know if that boss was required or, because there's so many bosses. Like, you just didn't know if it was required. Um and then one thing that I would do is I would also use those badges um, to sw- and swap out like when I'm fighting a mid-boss or a boss. So basically there's different badges. There was, there was this one combination of badges that I would use. Like there's this one that gives you like a dream shield and it, like circles you. And there's another one that shoots out these little guys that help you and they, they damage the enemy. Well, if you use those when you're running through the game... You don't build up your meter, your magic meter, your soul meter, but your magic meter. And you have to use your magic meter to replenish your life. So, like, if you take damage, like, you take a hit, you can hold down the A button and you'll charge and you'll gain your life back. But if you don't attack enemies, you don't build up your meter. So, putting on those different charms, um, you don't build up your meter. But going against a boss where you just need to beat him, um, it helps a lot because there's a couple like where you're fighting 
um, multiple enemies at the same time and having a shield and other guys going around, it really helps to simplify. So I really like the mix and match and trying to figure out like which charms work, work better for my play style and for each situation. Um, the crazy thing is, is that um, some of the required platforming sections are, are super difficult. Um, and, and what's crazy is it plays like intense music while you're doing it. Like it gets like super, super like epic as you're going through. And like some of the sections though, like you just gotta be, have pinpoint accuracy going between spikes and not falling into the, the bubbling water, which eventually you can do. But um, like getting through all that was, and then when you finally get through it, and it was a classic um, situation with my daughter because like, she was watching me play and she's like you should just give up daddy you should <laughs> you should like stop playing and and I'm, and I'm like no honey if if we give up right now then we don't get to see what's next in the game like as mm-hmm. I, I, I never give up and then we got through it and she was like yay and it was like a big thing um it's all the way to the point that yesterday um because i beat it yesterday after we beat it she actually made the Hollow Knight mask with her Play-Doh. Oh, that's awesome. So I have a Hollow Knight mask that my daughter <laughs> made me with the Play-Doh. It's, it looks, awesome. It, it looks really cool, too. I'll, I'll tell you, I have to take a picture and send it and post it. You on, have to on, post on, that. Post yep. it on Instagram, on, at Higgins Alley Books. But, um, and, and the thing is, that just makes it cool. Um, I opened up the book from Fangamer, and my daughter's reading through that, too, while we were doing that. Um, and... So, I say that I beat it. However, shades of a whole new world, JP. Yeah. Remember what happened with a whole new world? That we couldn't beat the end? We both got to that damn end boss, and it (laughs) changed the difficulty. It's the the difficulty spike and a whole new world at the end boss. There was the same difficulty spike. So, I beat the end boss. However, comma, there's a true end boss. And there's another whole another section, and there's DLC. Same problem. Um, so the true end boss, I did not go to. I ended up beating the Hollow Knight, the end boss, um, which got me an ending. But there are multiple endings to Hollow Knight, and there's still a whole another DLC that's coming out, and then a whole another game. Um, so the thing is, is that um, so it is definitely shades of a whole new world. But this is absolutely a masterpiece. One of my favorite games on the Switch now. Uh, Just playing through it. Um, And there's still so much more to do. I just, I feel exactly like Barry did with um, Cadence of Hyrule, though, where it's like, "Ah, I don't know if I want to (laughs) continue going back just to to find things. And I guess there's a lot of DLC stuff that I didn't stumble upon, too. So, like, there's... Mm -hmm. And I definitely didn't go through. There's a Coliseum. I went through the first one, which was hilarious, but I didn't go through the second or third. I think there's only three tiers. Um, and I know that there's I, there's still, like, one more power-up for my nail, which I have to find, like, a couple more ores because um, you can upgrade the power of your nail, um, your sword. I haven't done the final power-up. There's there's a lot of little things to still unlock. I think I'm at, See, like, it's- 86 to 90%. It's interesting because you know you're. I've I've heard so much praise about Hollow Knight and yourself included in it. And when I played it, like I was going into it, like this is going to be fantastic. I didn't feel it. 
I played it for maybe about three hours, and I love Metroidvanias, and, and I just did not feel that I put the game down. I said, no, nah, it's just not doing it for me. Yeah. So I, it's really I mean, interesting. <laughs> I mean, I was the same way the first time I played it, but it was because I was playing other games at the same time. And once I let myself go, nope, I'm going to freaking play it, um, something clicked when I picked it up after I got through Cade's Iroh. Something clicked, and it just, it just I, I think I just made enough progression to where I could do the double jump now or do the, the wall. I think there was the wall cling. You can like cling on the wall. And I was like, oh, this is cool because then it's like you constantly can get a little bit further. But the interesting thing is is that the levels are laid out so where it's like there's still stuff right out of your reach. And it's like, really? How do you do? Like, how did you figure that out? And there's like so many power-ups. It's, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> I just... It, it definitely clicked with me this time, and I'm glad it did because it was an amazing experience. It was way harder than any Metroidvania I've played, though. Um, it definitely takes the cake to the, the Souls-like game. Souls-like. <laughs> Good old terminology, Souls-like. What is it like? Metroidvania Souls-like with <laughs> roguelike tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! But um, it's definitely um, it's definitely a thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I I have been enjoying. Twenty nineteen was definitely ended. Definitely ended with me liking the Metroidvanias, and I'm I'm looking forward to in twenty twenty digging into a couple more for sure. Um, those will probably be some of my recommendations. But I definitely need a palate cleanser after after Hollow Knight. I need to move away from the genre, which I think uh, our next game is going to be great. But before we get to that, I want to hear JP talk about how he didn't play Hollow Knight. No, uh, talk, about, <laughs> talk, talk about your game. You haven't talked about Pokemon yet. Let's, no, let, I have Let's hear sure. about some Pokemans. And sell me on so, it, because I haven't bought it yet, damn it. <laughs> so before that, you mentioned a whole new world. I don't know if you realized, and I haven't checked this out, but First Press Games, that their first physical release was A Whole New World, and they said that they had added some content to the game. Did they? I guess, through with the developer. I have no idea what that content is. I don't even know if they changed the difficulty or whatnot, but hmm. we need to try it again because it was only, I mean, it only took us, what, like 45 minutes to get to the end, um, and hmm. I'm very, very curious to see, you know, what they've added or what's been changed because maybe now we can beat that final boss. Wait, is it really that short of a game? Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it wow. took me that long to get there. And I died, I think, on the fourth boss uh, multiple times. And it's still, I mean, it's a fun game, but it didn't take that long. I don't know, Jeffrey, if you had a longer playthrough than I did. Yeah, it didn't take super long. And I got my copy of A Whole New World. I, I haven't play, popped it in. It'll be interesting to see if the save like works with it, too, if, it, mm -hmm. if they've done updates. Sometimes it's not like cost compatible. Yeah. Um, I, looking over at like what I've un unboxed so far out of in my collection, I don't see it yet. So there might be a okay. whole other box of Switch games I haven't unlocked yet. Okay, so so let's talk about a little game that I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, it's called Pokemon. Oh, what's that? Yeah, so I, you go around collecting monsters. I don't know. I think it's going to take off at all. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, Sounds like Monster so I, Hunter. No. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so I play Pokemon Sword. My friend got Pokemon Shield. And what we do is, you know, we play through the game and then we're able to trade the exclusive Pokemon. And one thing that we've done since the days of Pokemon X 
and Pokemon Sun and whatnot, is that one of us will start the game multiple times, get a starter, get to the point where you can trade for the first time, and then start the game again, get the next starter, and then get enough starters where you could trade them back, and then each of us have all three starters. So, unfortunately, it was my turn to do that, and I got the... the the, the bad end of that because it takes about an hour before you can trade for the first time yeah. um so i had to do that about what four or five times but i got very good at the beginning of the game <laughs> the first hour uh but no i mean i've played now i have about 39 hours clocked into the game i'm at the end i know i have maybe two i guess you can call them like story missions i mean it's a free-flowing game but i have two more pieces to do before I, I complete the game and then I know that there's uh, post-game stuff uh, but I'm, I'm near the end of the main story and I've loved it a lot uh, I have some complaints about it uh, which I can go into but overall I, I think it's been a very fun first real entry you know I, I won't count Pokemon Let's Go as the first real Pokemon game of the Switch since it's you know it's, it's a remaster and it does its thing but Pokemon Sword and Shield to me is the very first real you know, next gen Pokemon game, and well, it's I also like it the first one to be fully on a console, quote unquote, yes, because yes. Switch is technically a <clears throat> portable too. But yeah, it's the first one to do that, right? Yeah, it's and, the first console, like home console Pokemon game. And mainline, it's, <laughs> it's it's a great entry. There's 400 Pokemon as of right now in the Pokédex. I have about 212 just going through the main story. But what I really like. What I really like about the game I'll start with is that it's it's very, I'd say, entry-level friendly. So if you've never played a Pokemon game before, you know, it, it draws you in right from the beginning. It has a very simple story that's nothing really that we haven't seen before. You know, they change they change elements, of course. They change characters, you know, who the, I'll, I'll put in quotes, villain is of the game. But overall, you know, you the purpose is you want to become this Pokemon master by going to different gyms, battling the gym leaders, getting badges, and then having the right to face, you know, the champion. In the older games, it was the the Elite Four. In this game, they do it a little bit differently, so I won't spoil how, I guess, the end game goes, but, you know, you have eight gyms that you have to go through, and what's really nice is that it's an open-world-ish game, so you can, you know, you start in the beginning, and then... Well, you know, maybe I shouldn't say open world because you do have to follow a linear progression of of where to go to. But once you get to that new point, at any time you can go back to older areas uh, by a simple fast travel of just, you know, they call it flying because you take a a flying taxi, which is really just a loading screen. But it allows you to go back to other areas. And, you know, in the areas themselves, it's, it's pretty large. I mean, they have the different towns that you go to that you can walk around, go into the different shops, things like that. And then they have a new feature, which is called the wild area, where it's towards the beginning of the game. It's this humongous area. I mean, it has different weather patterns. It has different Pokemon. It has different skill levels. Because while you can pretty much go anywhere in the wild area, they make it so you really can't go too far you know, at certain points in the game because, you know, you start out at a low level and then you cross a bridge and the Pokemon jump up like 20 levels. So you're going to die. So it makes you have to revisit those areas later in the game. Um, and that, that I think, is a really smart concept that they do. Is because, because it's so big, you, you go to the wild area, you level up, you do stuff, you keep going with the main story, then you go back again, you explore more of the wild area, 
Then you get to another point where the Pokemon may be too strong for you. You go back to the game. And then eventually when you're at the end of the game, you can visit the entire wild area. And it's, like I said, it's huge. And it's it's really cool. I mean, it's just fun um, walking around it or riding your bike. And it's, I mean, I'm not kidding. It It's humongous. And I still haven't even explored the entire wild area. So I, I do like that aspect of the game. Nice. What, what I didn't like about the game... And I know it's you know it's made more for kids and not maybe a thirty five year old like myself, but the game is just too easy because ah. if you just spend if you spend I would say honestly like six hours in the beginning just leveling up and grinding, which is just how I learned to play RPGs, you really are not going to have a hard time with this game at any point. I mean, I my starter maybe died once, but I could pretty much use my starter for every single battle, and I didn't really need to have a lot of strategy. You know, I didn't even the even the po- my starter, who may have weak attacks against other Pokemon of different abilities, it was still strong enough to take them out in one or two hits. So that I didn't really like because I was hoping for, you know, more of a challenge. Um, and, you know, again, I understand that the audience may be of the younger ages than myself. But even still, you know, a lot of us grew up on Pokemon. So I like to think that they remember us from, you know, from being back with Red and Blue and, and staying with them until now. Um, so interesting, yeah. JP, is um, when you uh, you said your starter is like with your party most of the time. Um, yes. If if you spend the time like the six to eight hours to grind uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning, do the the random uh, Pokemon that you come across are they like near your level when no. you find that? So then you would have yeah. to level them up. That was always my issue. They pretty much then. stay at the same level in the areas. Ah, I yeah. got you. That was always my issue with Pokemon then, is that, like, I always was found myself constantly finding new Pokemon that I'd want to use instead, and then I'm constantly mm-hmm. having to grind, and I, like, never get anywhere because I'm OCD. <laughs> so what I'll, what I'll say is one nice thing about Pokemon, and it's been this way for a while, is that they have the experience share. So for me, I have my, my starter Pokemon, which was Grookey. Um, he was the pretty much the primary one, and then when I wanted to either level up other Pokemon or I wanted to quickly evolve other Pokemon in my in my inventory but not play with them, I just put them in my party, went to a high level, right? So let's say I'm level 60, I go to another level that has 50 Pokemon, level 50 Pokemon. I fight them easily. And then all my lower level Pokemon literally jump up like three, four levels each turn. Okay. I mean, it just like, it just zips it through. So that, you know, allows me to quickly fill up the Pokédex, you know, get to the evolutions of Pokémon that I don't really want to play with, um, but just want to get that in my Pokédex. Um, so, yeah, but the sad thing is, like, if you go back to a lower, you know, to an earlier uh, town or road or route or whatever, the Pokémon stay the same level that they were when you first visited, so it's not that the game is evolving with you. Um, not to pun. But the other thing I didn't really care for was my rival, so this isn't a spoiler because it's in the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. but the champion, Leon, is the older brother of your best friend, Hop. And the champion endorses both of you to take on the the like the like gym challenges. So he endor- you have to get an endorsement. You both get it from the champion, and then you go on your adventure, and you go through you know the eight gyms in different towns. But my god, like I did not like my best friend. I don't even know how this guy became my best friend because <laughs> he's, he's so annoying and... I, I don't know if people like Hop or whatnot, but he's, like, so impatient. Like, literally, it would, like, just an example, it would be like, Hop, 
there's danger in that mountain in that cave. Don't go there. He's like, I'm good. I'm just going to go for it. And he just runs off. And I'm just like, <laughs> my God, like you just lost to me. You just lost to the other gym. Like, where are you going? Like, you can't do anything. You need me. And just the whole game. He's this impatient guy that like, I don't know, just like never matures. Whereas like, I don't know. I'm just like the Pokemon master. I mean, I'm just amazing. I don't lose my battles. Every time he wants to fight me, he just gets crushed. And then he's like, oh, it was a close match. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. I used one Pokemon. I had five just sitting there to the side laughing at you. I mean, I don't know. I just <laughs> <laughs> that part bothered me because I was just like, I don't like him as my like, quote unquote rival. Like it was just annoying. He wasn't a challenge to me. Um, and I've actually said this like online. I said, I think what a really cool concept would be is that if the the game allowed you to pick a real friend in real life, and that was your rival in the game. So you'd, you'd somehow play together, but that person would be your rival. And I don't know how it works, but I just feel like it would add such a good challenge because you have two real people you know, in real life leveling up Pokemon, and you have like real battles. And not just like a computer you know, character that, I don't know, he just... He's just so weak against me. I don't, it was just provided provided that the person that you pick actually continues playing the game. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. There does have to be some way that it works. But I think it'd been more fun if I played with my friend who got shield than playing against Hop. But you know that's not <laughs> here right now. Um, and See, then the other thing, I, I, I can make a counterpoint to you right now. Yes. <laughs> Which so. I know Jeffrey wants. I I didn't mind Hop. I I did not like him in the beginning of the game. Just like you said, like. You know, but he actually goes through. He has a character arc. He mm-hmm. has a, a definitive character arc where he starts, and he feels almost entitled in the sense, like, oh, but yes. but he, he's constantly trying to. He's you know, he lives in the shadow of his big brother, and he definitely wants to be recognized, like a lot of younger siblings do. Except his brother is the champion and the mm-hmm. greatest there ever was. So of course, <laughs> that's a big shadow to live under. And even when he gets beaten, he he does go through a period where he's like, you know what, I'm just not good enough. And he he walks away for a bit, and he gets coerced into coming back. And you know he's never a rival in the sense of I'm going to be a jerk to you. He wants you to succeed just as he wants to succeed himself. And mm-hmm. by the time it fully comes through in the post game and everything, you know he grows so much as a character that I genuinely like Hop. Um, and and I do want to counter your 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 difficulty comment. Uh, you you talked about how you. Uh, you found it a little too easy and kind of wish it was a little bit more difficult. I'm on the polar opposite. I didn't. I found it easy, but challenging enough to at least hold my interest. And mm-hmm. I was thankful that I didn't have to sit, oh, now i got to sit there and grind more and grind more. Because mm-hmm. y- you and I and Jeffrey, we all have this huge backlog. Yeah. And we all have rest of things going on. And like, like Jeffrey said, I'm no time, Barry. So for me to say, I mean, I already put in, when I did Pokemon, I think I put in like 45 hours in the Pokemon Shield and to, mm-hmm. to complete it. It's like if I had to spend another 15, 20 hours, that's 15 or 20 hours I could have taken have taken away from another game. That's like, true. Like even, even like I mentioned, I'm playing Trails of Cold Steel. Uh, I'm playing that in the easiest difficulty. Not that I couldn't play it on a harder difficulty. It's mm-hmm. that I know I have three games to get through. I don't want to see the story. I want to see the build. That's what I care more about than did you beat the you know ultimate uber weapon like you know I, mm-hmm. I didn't need to do that like so for me i found the difficulty great but if you're looking for an extremely challenging game um this may not be it unless you want to just play with like level one jigglypuffs or something like that <laughs> <laughs> no no yeah don't don't get me wrong i i am horrible at games i will play on easy mode all day long just to be able to beat the game and enjoy the story set so that, that part doesn't bother me i was just saying that you know i just 
I just wish there had been more of that. I really need to have a variety in my party to really get through the game. Whereas, like, you know, even if I'm at a strong level, if my attacks, you know, they call them like effective, super effective, not effective. Like, even if my attacks were not effective, like, I shouldn't still be able to crush them. And I understand that, you know, when you have such a big level gap, it's probably just going to happen for the sheer amount of power that you have. But I, I don't know. I just, I played this game for the first time without using a guide, which, okay, maybe you never need a guide for yeah, Pokemon, but but that's how I play. I play every game pretty much with a strategy guide just so I know I'm not missing anything. And with this one, I said, you know what? I'm just going to treat it like I'm Ash Ketchum. I'm just going to go out, have a good time. <laughs> I want to be like, fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I want to do this on my own, like explore every nook and cranny, like really enjoy this game to the fullest. And I, I am. I mean, I really like the game. I, I highly recommend it to everybody. But just like, I don't know, if I was really like doing this for real life, it's like I just... I want more of a challenge. I just want it to be maybe, you know, if you're leveling up so fast, the Pokemon around you are leveling up with you. So the game is is going on your journey together. And it's not just that, you know, I'm level 20 already and I'm still fighting level 5 Pokemon. Um, and I guess my point to Hop is I feel horrible now because I clearly did not understand this character. And <laughs> I was so selfish on my own journey that he was just annoying to me. So I completely understand where you're coming from. Oh, and dare that. you! I know. I, I feel bad now. To everyone who likes Hop and whoever is a younger brother to like an older sibling, I I just feel uh, I feel horrible now because you're right. He, he did he did you know mature and I could hear that in his in his dialogue, but I still feel that he would just run off. Right. I mean, it's oh, just like because well, he he you know he wants to prove some to be the hero. He wants to prove himself. Yeah. He, and like I said, definitely when you beat the full game, like, like yeah. go the post game. Because he's a very big part in that, mm-hmm. and you know, he, he, no, 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 no spoilers. But he doesn't win. I mean, it's <laughs> none, no, no rival in Pokemon history has won. I mean, guess yeah. maybe like Gary won or, or Blue won. Uh, but you, you still Red <laughs> still beats Blue at the end anyway. Um, but it's still, still one of those things where he really does. He he genuinely wants to be good as opposed to like gary who is literally a dick and entitled and you know like in the original like i'm professor oak's grandson and therefore i'm better than you and blah 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 um and th- this is totally different and and i know i i think it was uh, sun and moon had a different style rival which i did not play mm-hmm. but like all the other ones <clears throat> the rivals are they're not the most there's not like a focus to them they're just yeah. kind of there because kind that's of- on the formula like right. we have to follow these things. We need a rival. Um, Hop kind of, to me, breaks that mold and actually becomes more of a character. And Hop is so so developed that I wish we saw more of the other two rivals because there is a lot of development there that could yeah. have happened more so. Um, and I've that, that's why I was like, oh, what about like, honestly? Like I think with I'll probably yeah I'll probably pronounce his name wrong, but Bead B E D E. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just call him Bean. I mean, he was like a rival, right? I mean, yeah. like he came out just very arrogant. He was endorsed by the chairman. I mean, you really can't get higher than that in, in the region. And he, I could see as a rival. And then, you know, you know what happens with his story arc. Yep. Him, I would actually, like, if they ever did spinoff series, like, I think it'd be really interesting to play as him. Did and kind of get... Did you get to the final match? Yeah, or- I, I'm right where I'm supposed to fight the final one, and then something happens, which I won't say what. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I played him, and I, I see what happened, you yeah. know, with his. I don't know if there's going to be more in the post game, but uh, you know, he. Okay, he's an interesting character. 
I the girl was it Marnia? Mar- Marnie it, or something like that. Marnie, Marnie. She's a really good character. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a lot of good characters that I wish had I don't know, interacted more. I kind of wish, like, even in the main game, again, I haven't gotten to the end, but I don't know, you had all these rivals, and I just picture, like, at one point, everybody teaming up for a common purpose. And I think that would have been cool to see everybody, you know, playing together. Huh. You, 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 wait till, not totally those four, but mm-hmm. all I'll say is wait to the post game. Okay. Okay. I, I'm excited. Then. And then, I guess wish. the last, yeah. And then I think the last thing I would say is that, um, I don't know. With like you know, you talked about Professor Layton. I wish we would have had anime cutscenes. I wish we've had would have had more cutscenes in the game. I wish we've had voice dialogue at this point in the game. You know, right now I feel all we really have is Pikachu's voice. We still hear him, like they you know they give him his voice when you when you fight him. But I don't know. I feel like it would have been really cool to intersect some anime in there, some um, just movies to watch, even if they're. You know, we had very few of them, I feel, where you're watching something as opposed to just playing. And I think with this, it would have just, I don't know, just enhanced it a little bit, in my opinion. Um, um, do, do either of you have an opinion on the Pokedex being only limited to 400 or whatever instead of having every Pokemon ever available? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I'll... Yeah, go. No, because I'm never going to go back to the older ones, I think, to to bring them into the game if I had that option. Yeah. And I haven't played all the older ones that I would even be able to get all the Pokemon. So, you know, having one that you can absolutely just complete by playing Sword and then either playing Shield or playing with somebody who has the opposite game, I'm perfectly fine with. Because once I hit the 400 and I get the certificate, I'm, I'm shutting out this game until they do like a big update if they do or something like that. So I'm happy with there's a, a finite number. Yeah, and you know what? I thought it was going to bother me more, um, but honestly, uh, when I played it, for me, I find myself not like missing my old teams, but also discovering a new team. Mm-hmm. And I think playing with those kind of restrictions makes you appreciate other Pokemon more. And my 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 ending team was very different than it would be if I could bring all my old staples from Gen One onward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, going for 800 plus Pokemon to catch—that's a grueling task. <laughs> and I, I, I felt like I'm gonna get all 400. I think I got like 250, and I stopped. I put the game down, and I've been playing other things. Um, so I yep. didn't even get all 400. So that alone, it's like uh, it's content I wouldn't have even touched anyways. So for me, it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. Now, if they made like an open world MMO style, you know, Breath of the Wild pokemon like of that grandiose scale something that really breaks the mold because this mm-hmm. doesn't break the mold um the wild areas it's like the like the dungeon maker in Link's awakening it's like they're, they're yeah. testing the waters but if mm-hmm. like the whole game was wild area and like it's grandiose scale and you could go back to kanto and you can go to johto and mm-hmm. you know and all the other regions then yes 100 percent absolutely would want everything there because there'd be that much of a game to it but Mm-hmm. As it stands, there's plenty of Pokemon to get through this. So it yeah. does sound like there's at least they're trying to break the mold with this new game, though, because number one, like you said, the the typical tried and true rival has a little more depth, on, mm-hmm. according to everyone but JP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I completely did not understand this character. Apparently. <laughs> and then um, also, though, they broke the mold by not having the typical 
800 plus Pokemon. So it sounds like they're trying to do their own thing, but I mean, just imagine if we could get what Barry just said. Uh, if we could get a Breath of the Wild scale Pokemon that has all the regions that you could travel to and from, like a Pokemon Online type deal. With like, an exclusive region that you start with, and then when you beat it, like like Gold and Silver, it opens up the rest of the world. Like, jeez, that would just go forever. Like, I mean, mm. they could literally do like Grand Theft Auto Online, Pokemon Online, and they could go forever. Like, they would just have to fix the Nintendo Online, you know, of course. (laughs) (laughs) The whole new can of worms. And that would be good. But, I mean, it sounds like... I mean, I'm going to have to get some Pokemon going. It might be a game that I... Again, might be another streaming candidate for for me and my daughter and I. Maybe. Um, But if, if she gets into it once I, you know, transfer over to her Pokemon Nintendo Switch... Um, if she gets into it enough, I'm gonna get sword though, and because she has shield, that way we can play fully. Cause uh, she she played God Eater three like a couple times and got obsessed, so she might get obsessed with Pokemon. And it's her game; she has Pokemon Shield, it's not mine. Let's see, I'm really interested in hearing JP's opinion after he actually completes the post game. Yeah. Yes, we will. We'll talk about that. And, oh, for you know, sure. I have. I would say I have two more. Two quick points to mention is that one, and yeah. somebody will have to correct me from the older games, but didn't it used to be where you know you both pick your starter and your starter was the weaker one yes. of the two? Yep. And this one, you were the stronger of the two. And I'm yep. like, okay, that just makes it very easy because I'm already starting out at an advantage. Because uh, it's trying to show you that Hop, while good-natured, isn't as smart mm-hmm. as he thinks he is. And he's like, oh, I'm going to take this. And obviously, if you notice, his brother took the one that's stronger against mm-hmm. you. Um, it's just, it's just it's kind of showing versus telling. Like you noticed it. Like wait a minute. Like yeah, Hop is is not you know he's not the brightest Boy, crayon in the box. I'm as smart as Hop, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, fair and fair enough there. And then I would say the other thing is that um, what I like about this game is that the I would say like the villain or the bad guy isn't as you know cookie cutter as or as black and white as it was in the in the past games. Where you had like you know Team Rocket were the bad guys, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, so team I, I did, Yell was kind of annoying though. <laughs> that team was Yell, Team Yell made no sense. They were like, you know, they they come off as they're troublemakers, but they're like doing good things while they're doing it. They're like, this turtle is going slow. We're gonna yell it to cheer it on, but we're gonna <laughs> block you in the meantime so you can't cross this road. And I'm just like. What, what, what's going on here? It, it, it um, almost feels like they were doing that checklist, like I mentioned. We need a team. Um, well, we don't really have a story that based around that. Well, let's make it a cheerleading team. Yeah. About <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I gotta. You know what? When I play this game and I, I interact with Hop's character again, I'm gonna have a new appreciation for him. I'm gonna give him a pat on the back, tell him he's doing a good job. I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> That's but that's Pokemon Sword, so I, I highly recommend it. It's a fun, you know, it's Pokemon. They would have to do something very bad to make it a not fun game, and they didn't do that here. I thought it was highly enjoyable. And and you're right, they are starting to test the waters, and you're seeing that with different elements that I really hope, you know, when the next one comes in the next couple of years, I really hope it just, you know, just completely opens it up. And I love your idea of going back to the older regions. I think a, a complete, huge world of every single region, I think, would just be bonkers oh it would be easy game of the year and it would yeah. sell like crazy yeah it's just amazing and, and that would be cool because it's like you know you get the gym badges here then you go to kanto get all those gym badges go to johto and you you literally i mean that could be like 
200 plus hour game and i'd be fine with that i'd love to see them actually do stuff from the anime too like the orange league which was only done for the anime yep. like you can go yep. to the orange islands and do all that too how about putting pokemon snap elements in there now oh there's yeah. no reason you couldn't have been a photographer or yeah. had that as sure. like a side thing where you take pictures and whatnot i mean it like literally just opens up like you could do everything you have stadium pokemon stadium in there yep Every- well this already kind of does pokemon stadium yeah right? They, a lot of games have done it after, of course, but 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 one thing I mentioned online, and I I posed this as like a question, is that it would be very difficult. I understand with all the different move set, but what about having battles similar to the Pokémon tournament, where like it's not just back and forth. You're running around. You're, you're you. I mean, you have to really be involved with the fighting, and maybe not with every single match. Maybe like the big ones in the game, they do something like that. But like I understand you, if you have to kind of animate all the move sets for every single Pokémon. It could be difficult, but I think it just add another layer to the game. How about how about adding a Hey You Pikachu element where you can actually <laughs> yell at your Pokemon to yes. do things like the anime, like oh dodge, jump, you know, block, uh-huh. use this, you know, like reactionary things. <laughs> now we're just getting ridiculous with it. <laughs> hey, this is our wish list. <laughs> So it does sound like it's it's just weird, and just so listeners know, like we didn't plan on all playing three completely different games. Like, I mean, there was some cross play there, but like, <laughs> like that was pretty pretty good. And we have three pretty solid games that we all enjoyed. Like, mm-hmm. I got the masochist game. We got Barry with a thinker game, and JP with the um the I hate my rival game. <laughs> no, but, but really, the the I the feel big... so bad now. I, I feel so bad. <laughs> we got, but we got JP with the AAA title that um <laughs> that everybody's been playing too, which is which is good. Um, and so I mean, there's three heavy heavy candidates for uh for fun games for people that need to check out. Um, so Barry, do you want to tell uh, the listeners what's the next game we're gonna be playing? Uh, yeah, so the next game uh, we're going to be playing is New Super Lucky Tale, a game I mentioned earlier. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that uh, more in depth than I have previously in the playcast. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I've been wanting to play it, and especially when we did the uh, Hat in Time episode, and Barry's like, we really should just play New Super Lucky Tale. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> so I, I can't bad, wait. But... I hope that recommendation holds true, and then JP and I have a, have a treat in store, because I have not um, played it on the Switch yet. I have it for the Xbox One, and I played some, but That's I little... haven't started well, don't expect Dark Souls difficulty, I'll say this. This is Thank not a goodness. hard game. <laughs> I need a palate cleanser, damn it. <laughs> so, um, so that being said, follow along with us. Uh, once we come to a quorum of two of the three of us being done with it, um, Barry's already played it thoroughly. Um, but JP and I got some got some playing to do. Um, yes. The other piece of the, the playcast is um, we always talk about what we've gotten in. And what's available or what's coming up available for order, pre-order, what AAA titles are coming out. Um, we're going to change it up a little and do highlights uh, so that we can keep the playcast down in, in length. Um, we're already at an hour and a half, by the way. Um, so, See you guys later. Thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, since I typically get a lot less than uh, JP and Barry, um, <laughs> I'll go over some of the stuff <laughs> that I've gotten. Um, I think we all got the Rockman box set, 
right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Japanese box set. I got that in the mail, too. I mentioned online, I'm a little bit disappointed that they put five and one on the box when there's room for a sixth game. <laughs> um, like, what the hell? <laughs> Maybe they're assuming you're not going to buy Z and ZX. I mean, they're assuming wrong on all three of us, I would assume. <laughs> oh. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> now, now, the question is, do you buy the Japanese ones to keep the spines the same, or are you just buying the U.S. one? Um, I'm oh. OCD. See, I'm doing something different yeah. than both of you, I'm sure. Um, so I have <laughs> I have the um, X 1 and 2, and then I got the Legacy, uh, Mega Man mm-hmm. Legacy. So I already have those ones in English, but then I have all these Japanese ones. Um, I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to buy the Japanese Z and ZX just to match it so it's in the box set. That's going to be me. Um, I, I hear you. I don't usually double dip either, so like having the extra games, i got to figure out what I'm going to do. Um Maybe listeners will give me a hint. They'll be like, oh, it's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yes, Barry, I won't, I won't forget. <laughs> so Barry sent me a text. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, um, sure. see, well, I was going to say, for me, what I'm doing is going to be very unconventional. Mm-hmm. What, I'm, what I did is I took out Legacy Collection 2, and I took out X Collection 2 because those were exclusive. Well, the X2 wasn't, but those two were exclusive physical to Japan. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got uh, American covers for both of those and i put those on my shelf with the other american releases so they're all together and i took the whole box set with the remainder with the japanese and i actually put it in a box that i started putting some other extra collectibles in there for like other switch collectors edition bonuses that i have no other room for and i'm just gonna putting in a box to store away so i'm not getting rid of it but on on my shelf i'm not gonna have a double dip it's just Mm -hmm. gonna be all the american releases and then those two with american covers um, on top of the Japanese covers. We'll, we'll change your name from No Time Barry to No Space Barry. <laughs> no space at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just, it's it's craziness. But um, that was a really cool thing that Capcom did for being a company that everybody says doesn't support their, their uh, franchises. Um, they've been doing pretty awesome. Not, Not in the U.S. Yeah. In America, they hate us. <laughs> well, I mean, as we've Japan, mentioned, they, on, they we've mentioned on the playcast though. But the world's small now; they know we're gonna buy it online. So, I mean, it's interesting that we're not getting English versions, but I mean, they know that we're buying it. So, yeah. Well, think um, about Devil May Cry. Even the it's coming out, and we're not getting that. Let's see what else did we I. We can go through a whole list of crapcom games that they're not getting. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, one game that I sent a picture of that I don't think either of you got, which was Ultra Core, um, by Strictly Limited. Mm-hmm. I'm um, still unfulfilled. I mean, it was hilarious that the one member on the Switch Core was like, "Oh yeah, I got like number eighteen out of three thousand. and I'm like, "I got number two thousand one hundred and forty-eight. <laughs> I'm a special number." <laughs> um, but what was really cool though is they sent me a little postcard, and they said it says, "Our sincerest apologies for the shipping delay. Please accept this small token of gratitude for your patience." And it was hand signed and handwritten. And it comes with this little, like, plastic, almost like, um, I don't know, it's already scratched, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> but it's like a little plastic, like, coaster almost. It's like it's like a piece of um, cut, like, plexiglass with the art. It's really cool, because there's, there's obviously a postcard, too, but, like, like, a piece of plexiglass. It looks, it's really cool. Um, pre-scratched, too, of course. 
Um, <laughs> it's authentic. authentic. That scratch was hand done just for you. Just for me. Um, one of the other things that I got that I would I would like to check out eventually is the Ninja Jajamaru collection. Um, being that I did the NES Oddities in the Homebrew Revolution book and the Famicom section, I covered a lot of these Jajamaru games. They were Famicom games. Um, mm-hmm. And so it would be really cool to play these with upgrades and things. Um, I played a- it. Yeah, you actually played it. Holy I, no way. I opened it up and I was like, like you know, I'm going to try it out. And what's, I don't know if everyone knows this, but the games aren't fully all in English. Like Uh-oh. the early ones had no text whatsoever. So, yeah. you know, you could easily go in and play. But there's like two games that actually had a story mode, sort of like an RPG where you're talking with the characters and there's a lot of like box dialogue. It's all in Japanese. Oh. It wasn't translated. Oh. Yeah. But the I'm newest one. No, 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 no. So there's what, five games on there? Six mm-hmm. games, I think. Um, so the first two, like no text whatsoever, easy to understand. The brand new remastered one was in English, um, nice. which is, I guess, like the highlighted okay. game. Um, but the games three and four were the ones that were just like heavy, I mean, what seemed like heavy text dialogue boxes. Those weren't. And then the fifth one, I think, was also like back to like a platformer puzzle kind of like. Yeah, I don't want to say platformer, but like, you know, you have to make your way across the lovers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, I think, had enough, had little text and enough English in there that you could play. So it's just two out of the six games you really, I don't think, can enjoy to the fullest, unless you know Japanese. That's still cool, though. Yeah, I liked oh. it. And you know what? The games are fun. Like, I never played them before. I had no idea what I was doing until I started, and I enjoy them. And I love collections. I love when you have a compilation, you know, games all on the cart, so... I'm glad it came over. Or I'm glad we got it. It came with a little screen cleaner too, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, that was a little cool bonus item. I like yeah. when Plasia does that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the other main uh, cool thing that I got was I got the signature edition for Children of Morta. And um, it's really big box though, unfortunately, because I hate the big box limited releases. Mm-hmm. That's why I oh. stopped doing those. Oh. But um, the game itself looked interesting. It might be, hopefully, it's rogue light. Um, <laughs> like I hope it's not too rogue rogue like, because um, I know there's some rogue elements in it. Um, I'm just hoping that it's it's a perfect game for me. I was watching it and it looked pretty cool. Um, some previous, so hopefully it's a good one. If not, then I'll have a nice signature edition to uh, impart impart with somebody. Um, the other piece that I got was I actually got a Link's Awakening Steelbook um, that is an art piece one. There, there was an eBay seller selling some of these, mm-hmm. and I picked that up. What's interesting is on the inside, though, it has the Game Boy map in there and not the actual 3DS map, because I guess that would be too hard to do. But they actually put a an 8-bit representation from the Game Boy Color version of Link's Awakening on the inside of the Steelbook, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't typically buy Steelbooks, but I'm a Legend of Zelda fan, so that's mm-hmm. the that's the one I got. I think I got JP one of JP's extra copies of the Link's Awakening Special Edition, and um, so I, I I do like my Zelda stuff. So that was a must have. I got a bunch of other games too, but nothing that's super cool to highlight. Um, what about you guys? What, what were some of your favorites that you've gotten over the break? I'm um, trying to think. The, the Mega Man collection, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Gigant Army, uh, which just came in, but 
Mm-hmm. There wasn't really many Switch games that came <laughs> came out during this <laughs> was, time. Was it Giga's nice. Army? Like that one has three <laughs> different variants. You are not right, sir. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I don't remember then. Yeah, well, was, I know there was a lot of them like well, French only and stuff, but like okay, those, those ones I one, didn't. There is one French only game, and that is learning how to drive on the roads in France, which I have. <laughs> <laughs> of course you <laughs> do. Only, of course I do. There's well, it's like Brousset Day something. I don't even know, but it is the only French or only German game. Or it, German ones are the the Schlong game or whatever. No, it's like Ver der Vast, like season one and two game show, which is like a mix of like it looks like. Uh, Who's line or who wants to be a millionaire plus mini games and it's all in German and you can't read so, it. Yep. No, but I have them. But um, sorry, sorry, Barry, didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no, no. Why don't, you, why don't you say what you got? Because so, I probably got so all the, the American um, ones and I just forgot about them. So, so <laughs> yeah. that, so that gigantic one, the robot game that Barry you were talking about. Um, there's three different variants of that game, I think. Gigantic yeah. Army. Yeah. yeah. Two of them. Yes. So I don't know if everyone knows the backstory, but yeah, go ahead because um, I haven't bought one yet, and I'm interested in like hearing. Yeah, so Pixel Hearts is the publisher of this game, and what they did is um, they did it a little bit differently. It's a European release, so if anyone you know is deciding how to kind of classify it, it's a European cart, regardless of which region you're buying this, and that's the code on the cart. So we all consider it a European game. Um, but what happened was, I guess they gave. Uh, rights to release it in different regions with variant covers so in the u.s um video games new york started their own publishing line called vgny soft mm-hmm. uh this is their first up, up in quotes release so they have 1500 copies with their cover and it's a different cover of a mech on the front on the back the text is a little bit different the pictures are pretty much the same on all the region covers and then on the also on the back is a sticker so for the u.s one you know it's vgny you know, number out of 1,500. In Europe, um, the Pixelsoft released theirs through Just for Games, which is another publishing company. I believe in France they're based. So you could buy their copy either off of Amazon France. You can actually go to Pixel Hearts new website, and you could buy that European copy off of there. And there's 3,000 covers, and then or 3,000 copies. And on is the it back, in English on the back as well, or yeah, it's English, and I think also France. I, I don't have the cart in front of me so it's it's multi-language on the back but there is english and then on the back it says you know just for games x out of 3000 and then the third cover is sold exclusively through play asia so it's play asia's cover i believe it's 1500 copies as well i'd have to double check um those have shipped out i haven't gotten mine yet but again it's a, oh, okay so it has a different mech on the cover it should have english on the back as well it's english um, and japanese or chinese on the back as well yeah and so it's the exact same cart, um, you know, same version on all the carts, whatnot. It's just a different cover. Um, and what's interesting is with their new website, they've actually announced four more games that are up for pre-order right now. But it's unclear if this is going to follow the same suit where VGNY Soft is going to also get it with a new cover and PlayAsia mm. is going to get it. So we don't know yet. I've asked them. They said some of them may follow this uh, this new method of how they're releasing games. Others may be exclusive to their site. So go to Pixel Hearts um, website. You can see all their other games that they have up for pre-order. They're actually also selling NES games, Super Nintendo games, uh, Sega Dreamcast games. Uh, so it's actually a pretty cool company and what they're doing that they're working with other so developers. So am I right that the VGNY soft release of Gigantic Army 
doesn't have a um a rating, rating on it. Yeah. Correct. So so that Actually, would be the version to get then since it shows the most art. The PlayAsia one doesn't have a rating either. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And actually, on the carts themselves, I don't think there was a rating at all, even though it was technically Peggy rated. Now, yeah, the the Pixel, the other one, does it have a Peggy on it? The one from Pixel Heart? Yeah, I have to... Let me... I, I you thought, keep talking. I, I, I'm know, I know some of picture, the... Cause I, yeah, because I, I know some of the online number. ones had um, pictures of the Peggy rating, but that those might have been placeholder pictures. So, oh, sorry. To answer your question, yes, the European one has the Peggy 7 rating on it. Okay. But not on the cart itself. Now, I've heard that this game... Like, I don't know who it was. It might have been somebody online or something that the game itself isn't too too good or... They're I've, just getting hype for because I know it plays a lot like Cybernator on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, the one thing I say is I played it. You know, I tried out the first level. I like the game. I think it's it's fun. It, it runs smoothly. The one thing I'm I'm still getting used to is that you're using the right joystick or um, the uh, thumb pad mm-hmm. to control the gun, like to yeah. aim it. Yeah, and, but what what stinks is it's not shooting it. So you still have to press a button to shoot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can change the configuration, but that part's just like getting used to because it's like, okay, left, you know, move with the left, move the gun with the right, and then still press like the A button to shoot. And trying to do all that at once is just, you know, it's a little too much. Yeah. I would have liked it if you kind of could shoot by just moving the right thumbstick. Yeah, I don't know if that is Cybernator or not, but there's definitely one of the side-scrolling back games on the Super Nintendo that does exactly that same control mechanism. But it's not, I mean, it's not a bad game. It's, I think it's $35, you know, yeah, for many of the sites. It's not bad. I, I, I mean, I think it's fun. I, again, I just have to get used to it, and I have, to, I have to go into the options to see if you do have a choice to change how, how the game, or how the configuration is. But no, I mean, it's not a bad game in the sense. I think if you don't care about varying covers and you want a copy, yeah. um, while VGNY has it, I would go with that one. Um, just because it's all English on the back without any other language. Um, if you yep. get it and you say, you know what, I kind of like this. I want, pay, you know, I, I want to collect the covers. Um, then <laughs> I would get them before they sell out. Yeah. And I will say, you know, this uh, it'll be announced here right now yeah. or even on my Twitter. But I've actually teamed up with VGNYSoft. And out of their 1,500 covers, I will be partnering with them to give away number one. Oh, nice. Which is in in my hand right now so i have it already um and we're going to launch the giveaway on monday i'll probably tease it um after this episode you know gets posted uh but yeah i'm very excited to you know to be working with them in that capacity to help promote their new game and you know i i like them a lot i've I've gotten a chance to talk with the people behind uh, the company and you know they're very passionate about the games and it's just i think it's always fun to be able to get switch games into people's hands Classic JP with a million conversations going on. Oh, oh so many. <laughs> um, so were there any other major highlights, JP? Not the Unicorn Princess games, but any. I was going to mention Unicorn Princess, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, we talked about that. I will say, so just like with 2018, 2019 was very light with U.S. releases and very heavy with Japanese releases. Yeah. They, something happened last year where, like, Onimusha... Uh, Battle, Princess Madeline, the Japanese version, and like four other games came out, and we had the same thing this month, or in, in December, with Japanese games. So for me, like the Ninja Judge Jamaru game came out. Yeah. We also got the Override Mech City Brawl fighting game. Is that the one um, where you're in the city? 
Uh, well, like your I mean, giant I, mech walking through buildings and knocking them over. Yeah, cool. Yeah, there's oh, different cool. there's different landscapes, and I mean there's there's problems with the the gameplay a little bit, like the uh, clunkiness. But overall, it re- to me it reminds me of Robot Alchemist. Um, it plays like that. Like you know, there's a story mode. You're right. playing in a big robot. You have these giant battles. I I mean I find it fun, and you pick up weapons, and you know it's just over the top kind of fighting. So that was one that I really liked. Um, also, there was one that came out. It was like the Japanese rail sim game, Journey to Kyoto, where you are a train conductor, and you're oh. actually you're actually in the the front of the train, and you're seeing real landscapes, like um, like real images of the different towns, and you have to you know you have to manage the train and make sure that the steam isn't too much and whatnot. It's um, getting and, a U.S. release, right, or at least a Western release. It's getting a U.S. It is through Dispatch Games. Yeah. So you can pre-order that now on Dispatch Games website. Okay. Uh, so, so I'll just be buying it twice. Uh, <laughs> of course you will. That's how I get I my copy sometimes. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, I would say the other highlights for me, um, Carol Blaster from One Print Games came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, it's a really fun game. Like, I only played a little bit of it, but I really enjoy it. I think that's great. That was one uh, that was Chris, definitely, um, Carol Blaster was definitely in my, like, list on the eShop like to buy mm-hmm. and I just never did and I'm glad that you know they came around and released it. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. And I like that company too. I've gone to do a giveaway with them. I've gone to talk with them. I'm very happy about their future releases, which we may or may not have even talked about yet. But no. so Carol Blaster was one. Um and then also in terms of other limited games that we got in, Gris finally got the physical release and those shipped the Gardens Between um, from Super Rare Games shipped, and that was one that I had had on my radar from when the digital came out, always hoping that we would get a physical, and we did. Um, so those are, like, a few of the highlights to me that stuck out. But see, see, like, Gardens Between is one I have, but I have the uh, three-pack, so I don't, I'm not going to get it until uh, the third game's announced. So, you know, that's why I'm yeah. like, I, I didn't get it yet. Even though it did come out, it's because yep. I do the three-pack. No, no, no. It'll be a nice, nice shipment when you do get it in. Yeah, oh, I, I always, I always get in trouble doing that uh, three pack stuff and then forgetting and then getting a single edition. Um, uh-huh. That was one of the things moving across the damn country is having to go to every one of those websites and update my addresses. Like, imagine mm-hmm. all the limited companies, all of that had to all be updated. Everything I've supported on Kickstarter, like everything had to be updated. And like, then I looked and I'm like, man, I got a triple pack and then I got a single one too. Why the hell did I do? <laughs> like, so then I actually caught, I think, two or three doubles that I ordered on accident. And they, mm-hmm. they actually, um, a couple of them, like, either reimbursed me or like put me into That's a different nice. game. Or like, I was like, hey, I don't really need the, you know, I'm not, not interested in getting reimbursement. If you got something else coming up, I'll just get that. Or, yeah. But yeah, damn, I could just imagine a nightmare of like, that's a, a one issue about this current um, switch situation with all limited publishers is like everything is out there in pre-order land and unless you're worn collectors and just disappear like <laughs> um, you <laughs> you um, but like literally it's like contacting them all to try to get your address updated because my forwarding is only gonna work for so long right <laughs> like, yeah go oh, man crazy there was one other game oh. which was the final fantasy 7 8 twin pack oh i got that too that we, got that. i mean come on it's final fantasy 7 
on a cart on the Nintendo console. I'm happy. Yeah, I, I can't commit to another playthrough of Final Fantasy VII right now with everything else in the backlog, but man, it would be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, it would be fun. And so, um, I would say that's cool. Is there anything within the next week that's coming out that's a major hitter, a heavy hitter? Okay, so I have my list for January, I can yeah. tell you right now. Um, one is, I don't know if people even realize, but in Europe and Japan, Dr. Kawashima's brain training just came out yesterday on Friday. Okay, so that's just only in Europe and Japan. Yeah, there's no announcement <sighs> right now okay. for a U.S. release. If we have a direct, maybe it will get announced, I don't know, but there has been no mention of a U.S. release so if you yeah. want it, you have to import it, and it comes with a stylus. Which I is pre-ordered cool. it, but I'm praying it now doesn't get announced when a U.S. release. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I would say next week, so let's take a look really quick. So next week is the week of the 5th through the 11th. All we have coming out is uh, game number 25 from Super Rare Games, which is Smoke and Sacrifice, which is a narrative uh, RPG game. Mm-hmm. And then that's on January 9th for pre-order, but then on Friday, January 10th, Super Robot Wars X is coming out in Japan and Asia and will support English. Cool. So those are the only two games that are coming out. I mean, I have the rest for, you know, January, but it's still a light it's still a light month. I'll right take now. this light. This light is yeah. very good right now. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, mean I and that's that's traditional Nintendo is like we always see a light um early year though. Yeah. And it's always back heavy. Yeah. But, but I will say though our biggest game probably in the U.S. this month is going to be the Tokyo Mirage Tokyo. Session yeah. FE yeah. Encore. That comes out Friday, January 17th. Can't wait. Um, we got some time. And then, I mean, it's it's so... Tuesday, January 21st, we have the Sikio Shooting Stars Alpha mm-hmm. collection, um, which is just a whole mess of how it was released previously in Japan and Asia. It's but a nightmare. We're getting, yeah, we're getting the first six games on January 21st with the... the Remaining six games in February with the beta, alpha, you know, alpha and beta release, and then also in the U.S. we are getting nothing else. Everything else is either European or Japanese or Asian. So it's a very light month for for us, and then it just it goes into overdrive after that. Yeah. Oh no! Don't say that. <laughs> you know, uh, you Trust know, me when I say, yeah, it's if you're hoping for a slow year, it's just going to get crazier, and then. We're getting more limited publishers, or I'll call them indie publishers, that have gotten announced that will be bringing games in 2020. <laughs> so it's just going to be uh, it's going to be uh, interesting. And, and we got the crazy thing that I'm going to work up that I'll I'll eventually announce on the podcast. Yes, I, I made a lot of headway during the break, like ridiculous amount. <laughs> Can't quite announce it yet, but oh my goodness! And and we're I'm not doing a limited publishing thing. I'm doing something completely different that's never been done. No, my God, it's it's exciting what we're doing though. Like it's gonna be awesome. We'll talk about it offline, but listeners, you'll have to wait, tune in. Dun, dun, dun. Um. So before uh, Barry yells at me again on the text, uh, <laughs> we got to talk about the poll, right? <laughs> right, JP? Yes. I had I had two polls. I'll start with the first one, which was the Switch Mania Playcast question, and yeah. I said, "What have you been playing over the holidays?" Comment below, and I'm going to read your answers right now. And um, we had, we actually had a, a, quite a number of comments, I think like 30 plus comments, uh, which was really good. It's always fun to see what people are playing. Um, so I'll go through a few of them really quickly. 
Uh, so let's start with the Waffle Nather. He was playing Gunlord X. Uh, we have Akio Kahoshi playing the Mummy Demastered, which people are hoping that we get a physical release of. Never going to happen, but I would love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got Twitchy Poo. He played a lot of The Witcher and Pokemon. Also got Luigi's Mansion 3 for Christmas, so he'll be getting into that soon. Uh, we have Juan Blue 85 He played lots of Pokemon. He beat Shield with the post-game. Then he just beats Sword and has to do the post-game. So, wow, he's doing both, which is very impressive. That's dedication. <laughs> yeah. We have N. Switch Arold. He played Destiny Connect and started the Common Rider ZI-O, which was a Japanese-Asian fighting game from the Common Riders with all the different Common Rider characters. That's a fun game. We have Unikeep. Everybody remembers Unikeep? Oh, Go yeah. I'm, I'm just going to plug them now. They're a great company. They do the binders that hold the 30 or 60 cartridges for the Switch Amazing. and also for other consoles as well. Um, they, or the, they were playing Golf Story. Which and we, we, need to, we need to remind them about the Switch Collector Unikeep cases because I forgot about yes. that until just now. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad I could remind you. <laughs> I'm terrible with that. Don't forget, stuff. Sports Story got announced. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay, we've got. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. When when the indie or the Nindy presentation happened and they showed tennis, I was like oh my God, we're getting Tennis Story. And then they started showing all the other sports. I was like, what's going on here? And then you see Sports Story. And I'm like, we're, we have to get a physical. I'm really hoping that Sidebar Games teams up with Limited Run again and does you know, a Sports Story physical because so. that game looks awesome. And the fact that they have all those sports you know, in there now, I think just makes it more and fun. Like, and like goofy things, like using like a dang uh, guitar yes. to play tennis or whatever they're showing crazy <laughs> Uh, as long as I can play Wheel of Fish. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wheel of Fish, for sure. <laughs> if anybody on listeners okay, get that uh, get that quote, Vita. let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Alzvita was playing Fire Emblem Three Houses and Stardew Valley. Ah. Moravash started Robonaut from their 12 days of free games. So that's Cubic Games. I don't know if you all know this, but they gave away 12 free games on the eShop, where each day... As long as you downloaded their free game of the day, the next day you could download the next one for free. I did not know about and, that. Yeah, it was really cool. I actually missed one of them. I just somehow forgot. So I had to buy that game, and then their game of the their next game of the day became free for me. So I still kind of kept up with it and only had to buy one of them. But I thought that was awesome. I mean, they have, go check them out. Cubic Games has a lot of fun games. Um, okay, then we have Anton Berlin played Pokemon Sword, Ori and the Blind Forest. And, wow, three big games. Um, hmm. N8IVE underscore GoGo played The Witcher 3 for the first time on their Switch. Uh, Leanne Mustafa played Deadly Premonitions Origins. I want to play that game so bad. Um, so they played that. Then we have Mr. JavaScript played Tom Clancy's The Division. Miguel of the Dead played Assassin's Creed Odyssey and just our Dead Sales. Jinx ZSSB played Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet, Mortal, or no, Mario, I guess Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario. Pokemon Shield, 99 Vitas, and Fortnite. Wow. Busy guy. They were, they were <laughs> yeah. busy, yeah. No uh, ME 4G4N1, which would be Megan, uh, The Messenger, and Octopath Traveler. And then she pops in Pokemon Sword on when there is like an event or a gift that's happening. That's cool. Sans. 
Titra Un played Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch, Octopath Traveler, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Ah, uh, Shovel Knight, good game. Uh, Jake underscore it played, finally played Damon X Machina, Astral Chain, Hat in Time. Um, all three are definitely flawed but highly enjoyable games. I especially feel bad for Damon, which was sent out to die against Link's Awakening. It was. Damon X Machina is a really <laughs> <Yeah>. good game. <laughs> I didn't buy it yet, so I need to. <laughs> I have it. I'll open it one day. I played the demo that they had. That was the extent of what I we got to. We might have play to playcast that one. I played about halfway through that. It's, it's yeah, fun. we should. That actually I has good it. online. Yeah? Okay. That that could be one that we could do then. Um, at Chrysolite Stone, still no Switch, but they've been playing Bloodborne. Um Yuri Axel played Ease 6, Gakthun, and The Last Day of June. Hmm. Nice. Uh, Elkin Fencer 10 played Pokemon Sword, Banner Saga Trilogy, and SD Gundam G Generation Cross Rays. First two on the Switch, third on the PS4. And we got a few more, so let's just go through them. Uh, Set Set Zero Cinco (laughs) finished Final Fantasy 3 on the DS. And just started Final Fantasy IV on the Game Boy Advance. Nice. Nice. Going old school. Uh, Leister37 played Link's Awakening, Fortnite, and Crystal Crisis. Excellent games. Landon Wynn uh, just started playing Ring Fit Adventure, which I really want to get into because I've been hearing really good things about it and good for exercising as well. Um, I've been playing it on and off uh, before I moved. Do you like it? Putting it up to like difficulty like 30 and above is is challenging for me because it's like crap tons of reps like a lot of reps and you're in you're in shape too yeah um oh jeez. but my daughter had it at like level two or three and she it's real easy so there's definitely a, a way to set it and it's really cool to see um the different like people just getting fit with it the rpg part's awesome um, and I would definitely say, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people are like, oh, I'm on level 80. I'm like, you must not have the difficulty up because I can only do one, maybe two <laughs> sessions and I'm exhausted. And I got to take a break for the day. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's taxing at the level and that's where I want to play it. I want to play it where it gives me a workout. Like I'm not playing yeah. it for the game. I'm playing it for the fitness. Um, <laughs> and I honestly, I'm looking at it right now cause I have it sitting here. Um, my Joy-Cons are still in it, my original Switch Joy-Cons, so I, I need to hook it up because it's going to be in my game office. It's going to be part of it, damn it. Nice. I'm I'm going to start. There was a, a post today of a person who had played it every day for 25 minutes, and they showed the picture of him before and after, like, 30 days, and he got fit. And, I mean, I don't know what level he was playing it at, but he only played it for about 30 minutes Ring a day. Ring fit McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we could do a Switch Mania Playcast, Ring Fit Play Along, where we all... Like, I would like to, because I need a reason to to, uh, to cut open that box and, and take out the accessory and start playing. How about how about we do that on the fly, then? Let's let's add... Um, let's do some Ring yeah. Fit, and we'll do a Ring Fit update um, every week, see where we're at, if we're slacked or not, and how many days we were able Good, to that'll... play it. That will be motivation for me to not slack. Our accountability. I don't know if Barry's going to join us. He can if he wants. Um, <laughs> guys suck. No time, Barry. <laughs> no <laughs> time. <laughs> no time, Barry. Um, though, again, that's one of those things that I do want to play because my wife actually started playing it and she really liked it. But again, even for her, no time. She didn't you know, keep up with it. And I think that's the important thing with a game like this. 
if you want to seriously like anything, if you want to go to the gym, if you want to work out, I know New Year's resolutions, I want to lose weight. You got to keep up with it. Yep. You can't mm-hmm. do it like, oh, I did it for like two weeks, and you know what? That's good enough. Like you're not going to see the results, nope. and that's one of those things that like I want to play because it looks great. She loved it. It's just one of those like I don't want to play it and not be able to keep up with it and make it for naught if that makes All right. sense ring fit accountability uh jp's gonna do a poll too um <laughs> but we got to do our yes. accountability every week saying this yeah, is how much we'll we played um i'm it gives me an excuse to actually hook up my switch base too because i haven't hooked up my switch base to my tv yet there you go and i have no room to do it in here it's gonna be great i'm gonna do it tomorrow <laughs> good <laughs> so we all, all start right. tomorrow and we try to try to get through <laughs> as many days as we can um, I'm going to try to play it every day. That's going to be my goal. Um, I haven't done that yet. It's only really been two to three times a week that I've been able to dedicate, but I also work out a lot for work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on break, so I've had no excuse not to play it now. Um, so, Except for that I'm unpacking my house. But um, yeah. And that itself is a workout. Yeah, it's it's been a character builder, especially with the movers putting the boxes in the wrong rooms. Um, I've been carrying stuff. But I, I'd say it's a good excuse to play it every day. Um, I, I ran three and a half miles today outside because get to know the new area. Um, but I'm going to continue to do my normal workout session and this on top of it. And that's the thing that's going to be cool to see how it works. Um, yeah. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to start over. I'm going to continue where I'm at. I think I'm in world three, I want to say, right mm. now. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes, and that we'll just do a, a weekly update type deal. There's no goal to beat anything. Just yeah, get fit with the Switch Mania Playcast. <laughs> well, I I need to get fit because my goal right now is I want to fit into my JP Switch Mania shirt for PAX East, which I'm going to. Oh. I'm so excited about that. And right now I can't fit in my medium shirt, and I refuse to buy or make a large one. So I'm going to I'm on the diet right now, and I need all the help I get. So if Nintendo Spring Fit Adventure can help me. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> nice. I can't remember right, the last so, time I fit into a medium shirt. <laughs> I, it was, you know what? I I had a little side story really quick. I had gone on a diet last year um, in preparation for Retro World Expo. So for like a few months, I had gone on a diet. I finally fit into like medium clothes again. My pants were fitting good. I felt good. And then that weekend came and, and then I just, just let it all go. So you're blaming I video just, games monthly. I got you. I, <laughs> well, the, the truth is, you. You, you, can't, you, blame, <laughs> oh, wow. uh, you can't just diet to a point and I, then say, I, okay, I'm done. You're, you got it. It's no, like a lifestyle. No, thing. no, no. No, it was more like, oh, I made it to the weekend. I've been so good. I'm just going to relax a bit. And then I kept relaxing for a couple more months. And then I just yeah. completely undid all the hard work I did. So now I'm back on track and, PAX is just my goal for my shirt, but I do plan on keeping with it hopefully afterwards. Cause, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm trying Just Dance. I'm going to try Ring Fit. I'm going to try whatever I can to exercise. Uh, Don't yeah, forget, let's goal. sing to All right, so. uh, work on your vocal cords. <laughs> JP's yeah. talking about medium shirts, and I'm like, man, if just my extra large shirts could stop being belly shirts, <laughs> that'd be good. Because that's the thing when I'm like doing major workouts, though, like when I lift up my arms like it pulls the shirt up so yep. like like i just need to you know what i mean like a belly shape because i like i have like half abs but it's like man i would like to like my shirts actually cover everything my brother was saying i'll oh, just get a double xl shirt and i'm like but then they're way too huge 
All right, back on track. Let's yes. No, no, T-shirts. Yes. Let's go finish the list. <laughs> All right, so we did bring fit. So Collector or Die said I finished Luigi's Mansion 3 on Christmas Day. The next game will be Link's Awakening on the Switch. Good for him. No longer gone, Rayman Legends. Falling in love with the Rayman all over again. And yes, Rayman Legends on the Switch, fantastic. It was one of the first games that I beat for the Switch. I 100%ed it. It's such a good platformer. I highly recommend it. It's inexpensive. Yeah, and everyone I should have it. I think I got it so, on a sale recently because I, yeah. I played it a little bit. It's I love that game though. It's such a good one. Yeah. Okay. So let's see who is next. Okay. Then we have Pluto's Helmet playing Overwatch on the Switch and PS4, Stardew Valley on Switch, and Pokemon Shield. And then here is the I'm gonna call him the winner of games that they played. So this is Cleto Two. I'm gonna try and say this all in one breath. Super Robot Tyson J, Super Robot Tyson W, Super Robot Tyson BX, and Super <laughs> Robot Tyson V. Also a little of Dead or Alive Dimensions, Star Fox 64 3D, Street Fighter 4 3D. I think that's all. And then I told him, so you barely played anything. Wow. <laughs> I think you like Super Robot Wars, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No I, I, no, I don't see it. <laughs> nope. Wow. All right, JP says JP no. Trini Poss, <laughs> JP Trini Poss played Hollow Knight. So I really hope they listen to this podcast. Ooh, somebody played the Hollow Knight with me. Yeah. Then Pure Evil played Fortnite mostly, finished off Luigi's Mansion 3, and just started (laughs) Jedi Fallen Order. (laughs) And they spent most of the holidays playing Keep the Bank Account Positive. Oh, they fail at that. I I stink at that game. I suck at that game. (laughs) I've been all right, but then I just moved across the country and bought a bunch of couches yesterday. And then... (laughs) And then, Jeffrey, you'll like this one. So, Etisil underscore M said, Yoku's Island Express wouldn't have known about this one if it weren't for the playcast. Yeah! And again, Yoku's Island Express, excellent gem. Nobody played Layton but Barry. (laughs) I guess not. Well, we're not done yet. Let's see. Spoiler alert, I don't think anyone played it. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) All right, so Ben Cass author... We finally got a PS4 and PSVR, so I've been playing Spider-Man, Beat Saber, and Astro Bot's Rescue. Uh, Tink Bell 23, honestly, Untitled Goose Game, Luigi's Mansion 3, and Super Kirby Clash. You know, that's the first Untitled Goose Game, and yet yeah. we've been hearing all about it. I, I like that one how to say honestly, like they were going to lie, but they're like, you know what? <laughs> honest, I'm going to be honest about this. This is what I really played. I was going to say it's a game we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> At, okay then cherry rasuka <laughs> no matter what day it is i'm always playing elder scrolls online hmm. uh brandon flickman ring fit adventure new year's revolution resolutions and all that revolution yes it's a revolution <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to the wee days baby yeah the revolution <laughs> then <laughs> print plop 14 pokemon sword mostly to do raids and to get shiny pokemon super super Per Ilomilo, Pokemon Shield, <laughs> Link's Awakening, and Castle Crashers. Uh, JVF Production, Star Wars Fallen Order, as well as Pokemon Shield to de-stress. Broxton 8R, currently working through Luigi's Mansion 3 co-op with my daughter, and it's been an absolute joy to play. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, that is. Mick Crack 5, Love the Simpsons. I don't know what game that is, but okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're just watching it on on Disney Plus. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) CJ Anthony 99, Windjammer. 
Uh, KMO13, Luigi Mansions 3, which was their 2019 game of the year. Oh. Uh, they played Pokemon Shield, Dragon Quest 11S, Splatoon right. 2, Banner Saga Trilogy, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and then Backlog. Uh, see that, to me, that's a winner <laughs> right there. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a good uh, variety of games. Um, Tag Wart, Ukulele, and the Impossible Lair. It's super impossible. I mean, fun. Very well done. Uh, Schlappinet, Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch, Dragon Slayer 30. I haven't been able to put down Baba is You. That is one game I need to play. Mm, I've heard a lot about Baba is You. Is that yeah. good? Well, I got to interview the developer for Switch Player Magazine a while back, and the game is just so creative. Like, if you love puzzle games, it's just so unique, and it's just one that we all hope gets a physical. Yeah. I really hope some publisher is trying to work with this developer to make it happen, because it really is such a fantastic game. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And then the Chris Pranger. I've fallen deep into Starlink now that everything is both relatively cheap and super hard to find. I purchased three additional ships, two additional pilots, and bought the PS4 starter pack to get the usual basic ship for the Switch version. Yeah, now's a good time. Uh, Starlink is like five ninety nine at Best Buy. So if you're in the U.S., it's ridiculously cheap. I bought that at launch at 80 bucks, and I still think it was worth it. Nice. I have not played it. Um, I definitely got it for like 20 or something, but I need to find all the extra pieces if I can, because I know in Texas, before I moved, none of the places had them. Um, uh, they're all going. I'm going to look around here and see if I can find any. I know GameStop, I think, had put them on deep discount a while back. Target, I, I haven't seen them carry them for a while. I think I don't know. that's the best bet. Yeah, I don't know if the prices have risen, but... I mean, there wasn't that many when you look at, like, the entire lineup of the toys. But there but, were some exclusives. Yeah, there was a European exclusive for one of the characters. There was a Target exclusive Target. ship, and there was a GameStop exclusive ship. So those were the, the three exclusive. Everything else was sold, you know, everywhere. But. I'm just going to try to find some odds and ends that I can come across. Yeah. Okay, then we're almost we're almost at the bottom. Uh-oh. Uh, Rovest played Hero Land for Switch and absorbed him completely and utterly. Gravy Days played the Phoenix Wright Trilogy, uh, got the physical off of Play Asia. Very good. Close to Layton. Close. Yes, yeah. close to Layton. Oomph, boomph. I said it as best as I could. I just got a big load of rare games that I am keeping sealed, but I will be playing Saga Scarlet Grey soon that I got along with them. Awesome. Hmm. Um, Mozarki played Battlefield Five and Outer Limits. Spiral Spirit 21 played Darkest Dungeon. Uh... Derpasaurus, I love that name, Derpasaurus, uh, <laughs> Shuffle Knight, King of Cards, and also got Link's Awakening for Christmas. Kenny Dubs 25 uh, has gone through To the Moon, which we are getting in the U.S. very soon from Wired Productions, so we're getting a physical. Nice. Um, they played A Story Beside, and now they're working through the Phoenix Wright Trilogy. Um, Y.D. Lazaradnareff. <laughs> I'll just wow. call, you know what, they're... they're tr- name is pp boy so that's probably easier to say so pp uh, boy played link's awakening pp boy <laughs> uh link boy 9091 is playing breath of the wild and t astro blood is playing pokemon sword smash and bb tag which i believe is the blaze blue uh game oh, cross tag yeah mm. yeah and that's the first smash that you said that's yeah like, yeah that's so that's a very good weird. list i saw a lot of link's awakening luigi's mansion a lot of pokemon um and you know some indie titles like baba's you we've got ring fit so 
it's it's nice to see everyone playing just a whole bunch of different games. You see people playing imports, domestic releases. Just playing the Switch, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah. And the Switch is just super fun. I mean, that's why we do this, right? We love this one. Crazy, though. There's so total, many people. Yeah. Total 180 from the Wii U days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still convinced, and I, I'm sure this has been talked about elsewhere. I'm still convinced the Wii U was the prototype for the Switch. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Like, I think they were testing the waters. You know, they clearly didn't do what they hoped. You know, they come out the Switch, and then slowly you're just going to see the entire Wii U catalog come out for the Switch, and they and they would just sell better. And then we'll get all all the games at some point. So, so, so you're, so you're thinking 2020 we're going to see a launch of uh, 3D World? I'm, I'm hoping 3D World. I hope we see Devil's Third. Yeah. I hope we see Wonderful 101. Like, I hope we see, and, you know, we are getting the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, remaster. But, yep. of course, we still need X which I'm sure we're going to get at some point. I mean, I, I have a feeling maybe we're not going to get Barbie's bicycle race and the Just Dance, you know, 2014. Probably we'll get Barbie. Maybe we'll get Barbie. We got Hello Kitty Cruisers. We got <laughs> Hello Kitty Cruisers and we got Lego City Dimensions. Yes, we did. So I, I'm still convinced cover, that yeah. we're going to see a lot of Wii U. I think we're going to see more Wii U ports in 2020. Yeah, yeah, there will be. I mean, we have Tokyo Mirage Sessions next week, hey, right? Yes, that's the first one of 2020. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. so, I have no yeah. problem with that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of ports coming over. Even if they add just a little bit, I like having the accessibility now to play them on the go. And also, a lot of people did not play them the first time around. So, <laughs> you know, now it's your chance. Yeah. Um, was there another poll or was that? Yes. that was, okay. I, I, I was I just like, man, that was a big poll. <laughs> <laughs> and normally we do like a yes or no, like, have you played this? So I thought this was a nice open-ended poll because you get just a lot of variety. Um, oh, yeah. The other poll I did wasn't necessarily for here, but I think it just fits well because I think it's something that's going to come up. Um, so what I did is I wrote this morning, I said, looking at Nintendo of America's direct archives, we had a direct on January 11, 2018 and February 13, 2019. And those were the first ones of those years. So I said, I think it's safe to say we should be expecting one soon, especially with Animal coming out on March 20th. And I said, thoughts? So I did a poll. We have 10 hours left in this poll. We have 264 votes already. And 82.6% say it's coming. 8.3% say it's not. 9.1% say they don't care. Um, (laughs) And we did have actually just... uh, We had a few comments. So So, so (laughs) I would say um, my thoughts on this, though, is probably going to be an Animal Crossing Direct. That's my thought. Um, with Animal Crossing coming yes, out. I think that'll be a focus. Because I don't think they have any... I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I don't think that there's anything major uh, on the horizon this close <clears throat> yet. But we did get some big announcements last year around this time. So See, I'm going to say that we're going to get a direct either in January or early February that's going to touch on most of their spring releases and maybe mm-hmm. one or two summer releases thrown in, especially as a tease. But Animal Crossing will not be a part of it, and instead Animal Crossing will get its own direct early, early March or late February. Okay. That's just an Animal Crossing direct. So you direct. think the Animal Crossing one will come later? Okay. I think I'm... it's a big enough game to get its own, and it has yeah. gotten its own in other you know, other releases. That, that's what I was thinking, is that we're going to see an Animal Crossing direct for sure. Um, I hope you're right and we get a big direct, too. That'd be awesome. I mean, look, the last direct we had was in September, which well, is why we had all the, the indie eyes world. were on the... 
with the, the the actual Nintendo Direct. Yes, yeah. we had the Indie World, but the actual last Nintendo Direct we had was in September, mm-hmm. and that's why all the eyes were on the Game Awards. Like, oh my God, they didn't do a November a Direct, so this is the last chance for something big. And I think for a lot of people, and we did discuss this, the Game Awards disappointed on their announcements. Yeah. So you look at September; that was four months ago. We're in five months away. If you know, from that point, we're almost half a year since the last Direct. Like, it's got to be coming. We're overdue. It's, it's we're be overdue. Yeah, we're overdue. And I will say, I don't know if you saw my tweet this morning, but you know, every day, multiple times a day, I go through about 14 retailer websites. I have them all you know, saved as favorites with pre-orders. And what popped up again on GameStop, yep. which was weird because it was the used page for it, was Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. Jeez. And I'm convinced, and you know, a lot of other people, we're going to see that in the direct. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. We saw... Of Mana in one of the directs as announced, and I think we're going to see this one coming, and I think it's going to be coming sooner than we think. Well, that, that's an easy one too because it already exists. Like it's yeah. Already, yeah. But but here's the caveat: is that in Japan both games were on cart, but as we know, Square likes to do a cart and code combination, which Gross. they've done with the Final Fantasy. Oh yeah. no! Don't don't and jinx it. I I'm not. I mean, I'm hoping that's not the case. And but you know somebody asked me today, it's like, do you think we'll get it all on cart? And I said, well, I mean, it, it's completely possible. I mean, they did it in Japan, but we got a ten ten two card code combination, whereas Asia got it fully on the cart. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see how they're going to do it. But you know, either way, I think it's safe to say we are going to be seeing a physical Western release of that finally. Um, and it just goes to show that you wait long enough, every game I think is coming to our region, which is nice. Yeah, we, we actually talked about that um, on one of the previous episodes. <laughs> Mad about La Mulana too. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, uh, so mad about that. <laughs> but I mean, it's cool oh, though. The thing is that yeah, but the import didn't support English though, so it's not that a lot of people I think double dipped on that one. No. Um, but yeah, I mean it's yeah we and even like the Sikyo collection, we had three separate uh-huh. Asia releases. We got two Japanese releases, and then we're getting the U.S. two releases. So it's just like, come on, couldn't you just coordinate that a little bit better? Yeah, I'm tired of double dipping. We were talking about Ninja Saviors is another big yeah. one, too. I yeah. don't think I've triple dipped yet, but... I triple dipped on that one. Which one? Ninja Saviors. Which one? Oh, oh well, I, I did that on purpose, though. Oh, you did? <laughs> I mean, they had different covers. Yeah, yeah, they did. I think I double dipped on that one, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> so we um we're a little bit over two hours, but I think we kept pretty much to it. Um, again, we're not going to focus a lot on on book updates or anything unless it it merits it. It's just it's coming. I'm working on it. <laughs> it'll it'll be coming. I got with the box guy. It's coming. Um, working on a prototype, a switch collector box. Um, should be cool. Um, anything? You, any parting words? Uh, just a question for you. Maybe you've addressed it, but the interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that? So long? my thoughts with the interviews and craziness is that um, trying to reel in all those different personalities with all those different schedules, we never get the book out. So my idea is all the contributors are going to be in there. Um, JP's collector section is going to be in there. However, all the interviews and things that are non-traditional – um, I'm going to have an actual separate book for that. The same with, um, accessories. 
because the accessories mm-hmm. would be its own beast. Um, if mm-hmm. people wanted enough, we'll do an accessories book, switch accessories. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a whole or or we could just do a whole sw- switch like sub compartment where it's a whole big compendium of cool stuff for the switch or something. Uh, some kind of complimentary book that goes with the switchopedia. Um, but yeah, there, there's no way we're going to cool. get a hold of um, all 30 to 40 developers and people involved and get it all in a timely fashion. Cause I need to get this sucker into editing next month. <laughs> if you want it by this spring, it's gotta get done. <laughs> so yeah. Cause we got to get on to uh, year two JP. <laughs> yeah. Well, year two is, I still think we need to have a indie publisher book, like the limited publisher book mm-hmm. as its own. Like somehow have it in your main book and then have like a more detailed, like separate because it's getting, it's just exponentially growing each year. Like 2018 was pretty slow and calm. 2019 was even bigger. 2020 is going to be even bigger. Mm-hmm. And You're not you can wrong. easily make, I think, books on those. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is that once not the to switch add, not is to more work for you, but once the switch is done, though, like there'll be a lot of things that'll be doable. Like we'll, we'll yeah. know a lot more. I mean, heck, I did what a hundred and twenty, one hundred and forty pages on the Virtual Boy. I, I think we can. Uh-huh. I think we can. Uh, <laughs> we can get it out of. <laughs> we could just do limited run games book. Like it'd be too easy. And I will say, at least for the research part, it should get easier when you get to the third year because I start my weekly release posts in January of twenty nineteen, and I haven't missed one. And I update that like if a game got delayed or something or got canceled, like I'll take it out. So. I think it'll be a very good resource in terms of like capturing all the games, all the collector editions, all the variant covers. I really started like going like heavy into that nice. um, and, and documenting that each week. So that'll at least hopefully make year three a little bit easier. Nice. Looking ahead. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's coming along. Um, I'm literally doing formatting. I've been working on it um, in between unpacking, but my wife gives me the stank eye if i spend too long away from unpacking um, so but here's the thing though is i've updated some stuff too i've updated some um some formatting from from the kickstarter and it looks really awesome now um but yeah i, I got uh, a lot to get done still uh be spending some some late nights and every weekend is going to be dedicated to switch collector and while i'm still on break from work i'm also going to be knocking it out it's it's getting there though um and also um I, I alluded to at the beginning but there is a kickstarter that i launched for the easy way friday the 13th yes. on the nes it's awesome and, awesome and it's it's by 8-bit steve he is a speedrunner, and he is creating a lot of guides so um he's signed to hagen's alley books he's a sign artist author um for for my publishing company and he's doing some awesome stuff um and just so you know jp uh midwest gaming classic is happening um and so i'll be going out again if you or barry want to go out we can definitely make that happen there will be a panel um and it's one of those things where we'll finagle some kind of setup for that but there'll be a switch panel and there's going to be an easy way panel too where he's going to have somebody in the crowd beat friday the 13th on the nes following his guide like live i like that (laughs) um but there'll definitely be a switch a switch panel as well 
Um, I know last year JP came out. We had Sarumaru come on, um, and it was a really with Kyle. It was crazy, <laughs> and it was it was a fun time. But that was that one. Um, but but it actually coincides with uh, my daughter's spring break as well. So mm-hmm. it should be pretty awesome. Um, I think that's the next convention I'm doing just to keep things calm, so I can get this this focus on the book for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else for parting shots, Barry? Uh, no. I mean, I'm just looking forward to what 2020 brings. I'm and and, su- and Super Lucky's Tale. And of course, I'm looking forward to, to finally getting to talk about new Super Lucky Tale because yeah. it's new Super Lucky Tale. It's a different game new. than the Xbox One version. Yes, new, new. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I think this year is going to be even better than last year in nice. terms of the Switch. I just hope my wallet can survive 2020. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping for less double dips for sure. Yeah, and I'm um, hoping. You know, I'm just looking forward to more crazy episodes like this with you guys. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. So everybody, as always, thanks for uh, checking us out. Um. You can follow me at Hagen's Alley on Facebook and the Twitter, and on Instagram it's at Hagen's Alley Books, and of course Hagen'sAlley.com for all of your crazy book needs as well as the accessibility of this playcast. Um. What about you, Barry? You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire, and you can find me on YouTube and on Facebook at Nintendo Fuse. And then JP. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and our newly uh, created Facebook community yeah. launched in November. It's JP Switchmania. Uh, it's a lot of fun if you want to be kept up on all the new releases, upcoming releases, news about physical games and whatnot. That's what I do. I don't even sleep anymore. I think I get like one hour of sleep a night we just so I don't miss anything. I believe and, it. <laughs> and if you like if you like to win free stuff, as Jeffrey points out, I like to give away a lot of things. Um, of and just really quick, in December. <laughs> yeah. In December, for the first time ever, I did JP's 31 days of giveaways, and it was successful. Every day, we gave away another digital code, uh, working with wonderful developers, publishers, and PR companies. And... To top that, I launched my New Year's Day giveaway on January 1st. Mm-hmm. I'm giving away a Nintendo Switch Lite with 16 physical games. Um, if you go to Twitter and you <laughs> look at my pinned post, yeah, if you look at my pinned post, you will see all 16 games. Um, I partnered with Wanakot Communications, which is a great PR company, working with publishers like Sold Out, uh, uh, oh my gosh, so many others I can't even think of right now. Uh, you just have to take a look, but it's awesome uh and it goes until january 15th so you have plenty of time to to enter i am also doing a giveaway of video games monthly to give away some retro games i'll be launching the gigantic army giveaway with vgny soft and there's just a whole bunch of other stuff that i can't even announce yet so it's going to be a really fun (laughs) 2020 and of course i'm very thankful uh to be back and for jeffrey and barry to welcome me back onto the the playcast so i hope that i will be able to make it every single week that's my goal uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just so happy to be here, and it's I love talking about the Switch with both of you. We're oh, honored yeah. to have you back, for sure. Yeah, thank you. Great to have the JP. Get some time. <laughs> it's <laughs> now complete. The Triforce is complete. Yes, the Trifecta. Oh, that, that's perfect. I was going to say Trifecta. Triforce is better. Yes. <laughs> what do we have? Wisdom, power, and courage? Yes. <laughs>
I'm not, I'm not the wisdom, that's for sure. <laughs> Says the guy who I makes think, the books. <laughs> I, I, I think you would be probably the power because you're like more the leader. And JP's definitely the courage because he goes out and does, gets one hour of sleep a night and keeps up with all this stuff. So he's got the courage to do it and we don't. So that would leave me the wisdom. Oh, my God. I, I, all right, so here's my idea for the um, the giveaway for the Switch controllers. We mentioned it at the beginning, right, before we, before we sign off. Anybody who waited all the way to the end, and JP, you'll have to post a poll or something. Somebody could create a picture of the Triforce with our crazy pictures on it or something. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. The Switch Triforce, something like that, because we do the need Switch Mania a... Switch Exactly, the Switch Mania Playcast Triforce, because uh, we don't have a... A drawn picture of Barry yet to put on the uh, title cards. Mm-hmm. We need one. So. Yes. So that would Saramaru. Exactly. We need Saramaru. Somebody to make a drawn picture of Barry and or the Switch Mania Playcast Triforce. Some that mm-hmm. some that awes us and I have I definitely have a controller to give away. So from awesome. from the awesome, awesome people. <laughs> Yeah, it's classic stuff, though. Um, But anyways, as always, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a good night.